0: This episode of Lemon Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including the Sote Piona of Hyperion, Serenity Firefly of Cactuar, and Pesca Soul of Ultros. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Lemon Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash Break Radio. And by Elmo City Comic Con, October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in sunny San Antonio, Texas. Alamo City Comic Con celebrates the artists that entertain us through TV, movies, comics, gaming, and cosplay. For more information including badge prices, celebrity guests, hotel accommodations, and more, visit alamocitycomiccon.com. Live from
1: Eorzea.
2: Don't want to go to war with me. Juxtapositions.
3: You gotta calm down, or I'm gonna have to frag you.
2: <laughs> Ascalia.
4: We are dealing with someone here who has absolutely no life. And
2: Niga. And I am a gorgeous girl with big cans.
1: LimitBreakRadio.com. Five. Four. Three. Welcome to Limit Break Radio, episode number 80. Woo! And yes, this time, I swear to you guys, we are live from Eorzea. Oh, we're not from Norg? No, we're not from Norg, although you wouldn't know it with that iCam shot. Wow, what was that? A bad opening shot. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for joining us live here on Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. We're excited to have you along today. We've got a lot of emails to read, boy. Oh my god! Oh my god, have we gotten inundated with emails? If apparently, a show on FF11. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, failing podcasts get inundated with emails every week. So uh, we've got a lot of emails to read from you. We're also going to be talking about uh, some interview statements that Yoshi P has made. We're going to break those down. Statements is a gen is a generous yeah, word. Yeah. Okay. No, they were definitely statements. There's stuff in there. We by should,
5: definition there's statements.
1: We should definitely talk about. Uh, and uh, also we're gonna be uh, we've got another 14 list for <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen today. This is a bit mm-hmm. we haven't done since like episode ten. Uh, this it's been a while. The last time we uh, we did a list was uh, the worst the, the, the fourteen worst players in Final Fantasy 14. And then this week we're going to be doing uh, totally unconfirmed features totally not coming to FF14. I want to give really? huge yeah, yeah, I want to give huge
6: props to our research team who went and found like the deep dark emails way down in the depths of Google and yeah. the deep dark interviews that just spawned these. These are amazing.
1: Yeah, nobody uh, uh, these these are these are uh, features and and statements that uh, People have apparently forgotten about, and uh, we'd like to remind you of them, and uh, they're totally not coming to FF14, so uh, you can uh, look forward to that. That's coming up here today on Limit Break Radio. We also invite your calls. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, limitbreakradio.com, slash Discord, if you want to uh, call in and sound off on anything. If you didn't get in on the FF11 discussion and want to reminisce about FF11, we're here to talk about that. Uh, we can also talk about uh, the upcoming Fan Fest. Uh, we had we had originally for today. We had planned out that today was going to be a Fan Fest retrospective, and we were going to you know do a, a look back at Fan Fests uh, in years past, and, and and you know just get really really hyped up for uh, Fan Fest because it's coming in what just four like it's just a month away. We, we are a, a month away. Thirty-two days. Yeah, it's oh uh, I'm I'm getting uh, getting pretty excited, and uh, we definitely are going to want to look back at uh, some of the other exciting announcements that FanFest has had in the past.
0: My penis is erect.
1: Um, but you know the thing the thing is though is that uh we wanted to uh, you know we wanted to. Uh, have that discussion with all of the folks who have been to FanFest, and we are, of course, minus a today. Oh, Oh, what a shock. He's going to guest host that uh, episode for us? Uh... (laughs) <laughs> I know, right? He's been he's been absent more than he's been here, but uh, we do want to have him along uh, for that discussion uh, because he did he was uh, present for the 2008 FanFest. Uh, Nika's going to be gone next week. She's uh, we're we're lucky to have her here today, uh, so we're probably going to have that in, in uh, another two weeks. So
5: we have uh, a little time. We yeah, we've
1: we, we've we've got we've got a little bit of time before we hype up for uh, for FanFest. Everyone so. can marinate on that.
6: Oh, that'll actually be great. Think about it. when that episode hits, we will be two weeks away from FanFest. Like, we're we have- reaching the climax of excitement. Yeah, yeah, Justin knows all about the climax. Oh,
0: I'm coming, I'm coming. I don't have that drop ready. Well, oh, you do. okay?
6: <laughs> I mean, I can go find it
0: right now. Well, you like, do have to, this. Isn't
1: the 11 <laughs> parody show, you don't have to. <laughs> I'm coming. Oh, there you go. I'm coming. I okay. was
0: all the way on page 32, okay? <laughs> this is on page 14, and you're giving me more drops well yeah i've had drops ready okay spoiler i know alert, i know there's like 60 drops on here and spoiler alert one of these drops is from our very own number six that he does not know about
7: Whoa. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
6: that can't be good <laughs> now scully is thinking what did i yeah, say yeah i'm literally trailing through everything i've said in the past six months like oh god
1: what could it possibly be? Yeah, this won't end well. <laughs> no, no, it never does. <laughs> not it never for does. Me. No, not for you. And when does anything ever end well for you? Nothing On this is show, <laughs> very <laughs> seldomly. Scalia is not good. <laughs> no, no, he is not. Uh, all right. Anyway, so uh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'd like to uh, invite you to join us in the LBR studio. That's, of course, on the uh, Sergeant Tanis There's server. plenty of room. There is plenty of room. No. You'll be able to find a seat, I promise. Uh, we are in the Goblet Fifth Ward, plot number 30. Uh, you can hang out in the uh, LBR studios. We are, of course, downstairs. Uh, we also want to remind you that our podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and on Stitcher and any other platform that podcasts are available on. You can find us. You can look us up by uh, just searching either Limit Break. Radio or the LBR Podcast Network if you're interested in hearing our other show, which is uh, Final Encountercast, which is also coming up later today over at twitch.tv slash Final Encountercast. We hope that you'll join us over there for that. We also want to remind you that uh, there is a LBR Reddit. That's our limit break radio. So uh, please go uh, contribute to the subreddit. We check it out every once in a while. Or actually, if we have time, we may read something from the subreddit yeah. today. Uh, so uh, some people have said it's the best subreddit. I think it is. I'm not sure I who mean, they are, but they said it. Yeah, It was cool. a Nero. Someone said Just it. Just now. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but we also have... I, I got a, I, I had an email exchange with the people who print our t-shirts. They said that the t-shirts are currently being delivered. So once they get here, they'll be sent back out to you guys. Uh, we want to make sure that you get them in time for FanFest. And if you want Patreon-exclusive t-shirts, you better get those quick if you want them for Fan Fest, Because... Uh, I mean, this is getting really down to the it's wire down to the wire patreon.com slash limit break radio. We also want to thank all of our uh, patrons, all 187 of them currently supporting us at $1,890 a month. Remember, guys, that that number has got to be over 2000 to keep Final Encountercast each and every single week. We've been talking a bunch about this new project that we've been working on, as well as the way that that project is funded. But I want to remind you guys that that is for that project only that doesn't extend to final encounter cast. it doesn't extend to limit break radio uh although you know at a point if it makes enough income we may say you know we don't need to do patron for Limit Break Radio or Final Encountercast anymore, we can float that on our own. Wouldn't that be incredible to say, like, I think that now be, the Patreon be... goals
6: no longer reflect
1: FEC and LBR. Exactly. It's completely other things. Exactly. Right. So, uh, but uh, until that point, uh, and, and believe me, we've got a long road to hoe uh, to be able to get to that point, all right. I'm so, not a hose to road. <laughs> we've got a a very a very long journey to be able to get there. So until that point, we are still listener supported by Patreon over at Patreon.com/slash Limit Break Radio. We would appreciate it if you go check it out. But we're also supported by Alamo City Comic Con. Uh, again, that is October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B Gonzalez Convention Center in San Antonio, Texas. Some of the recently announced guests. We uh, said this last time, but it's worth saying again, Mina Suvari, the eternally hot Mina Suvari is going to be out there. Uh, that's of course that's uh, the
6: name she prefers to go by yes, too. Uh, the,
1: the star of American Beauty and American Pie films as well as the voice actress for Aerith in Kingdom Hearts and Advent Children. Uh, also recently announced Charlie Cox, who plays uh, Matt Murdock in Daredevil and Marvel's Daredevil TV series. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, also, David Arquette is going to be out there, known for his roles in Scream, also the uh, former WCW champion. <laughs> I was going to say former <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion. David that is Arquette. right. That is right. Yes, the one and the only. Yeah, that's right. You may know him from Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Never Been Kissed, but I know him as the very sad WCW champion. How so. about the, How about Ready to Rumble? <laughs> best movie ever made that was uh, entirely to promote that movie right I believe so yeah I'm pretty sure
6: Uh, Uh, no wait I think it was the other way around I think after that movie he did
1: they like thought like well what if we brought him into like the real into WCW oh my god oh no yeah I think it went that way if I recall okay all right that's enough wrestling talk let's find out what's going on in FF14 news this is a limit breaking news update Well, this week we got some content previews of uh, 3.4's main scenario. Not much there that uh, slash air quotes we can really share. There are a couple of cool screenshots. Uh, looks like uh, we've got an Asian geared out for battle, it, or what is what is this guy with the mask? It's, maybe that's not an Asian. I don't know who this guy with the mask is. hood uh, uh,
6: no, definitely makes me say Asian. Yeah, no, 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 that made that, me think that at mm, first, but uh, that's ukulele. He just evolved. Oh, oh! I don't
5: Wait, know. that's Ezio. <laughs> uh, that's actually Back in
1: time. That's not a bad guess if you put a mask on him. Not I
5: mean, doesn't that mask similar. kind of look like I don't know? Maybe it was an actor. Maybe that's an entirely new character. When I character. think of like those, the when we had the soundtrack that was like Astral Umbrella, or was that an Assian on the cover of that? For some reason, the mask just reminds me of like. Well, they've got dark the dark and light. Well, <laughs> they've got
1: they've got the the kind of like light up face mask thing. That maybe maybe goes it's Vega. Uh, Vega. <laughs> well,
5: and the way, well, the armor he's wearing and like the fist problem makes me think that he's like competing in some kind of tournament and he needs to hide yeah. who he is because we would recognize oh, him. I
1: can't wait da, to da, do da, another da. tournament oh, in our yay. main scenario. After a thousand years of bloodshed and sorrow, the shade of Nidhogg Rage Incarnate fell at last to the Warriors of Light. Spoilers. So, so it was <laughs> that the Dragonsong War drew to a close and the survivors bloodied uh, but unbowed could begin to pick out the pieces a new day uh in ishgard and her champions may rest easy if only for a moment for every ending marks a new beginning so uh, yeah, and also we do see. Uh, I think that's that's Alize who's wiped out on the couch, right? It's hard to tell which one is which.
3: Look at the he, ribbons.
1: He has the blue hairband. Yeah, they have hair, a different color ribbon. Red. Okay, that's the only way I can tell. them. All right. Well, then I'm pretty sure that is Alize laid out on the couch there. So it's hard to tell because they're both girls. <laughs>
5: According to Krill, anyway.
1: Th- yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Krill. Uh, we also got uh, Dungeon Preview, uh, a bit of a preview of uh, Zephitol as well as the great Google Library. I le- read the last one. Who would like to do the honors on uh, Zephitol? Sure, I got I it. All right. Okay. <laughs> Just talk all at the same time. Why don't you guys both do it at the same time? See if you can do that. All right, all right Nico. We're going to do this in time. Ready?
5: I don't think so. Okay. No, <laughs>
1: I'll,
6: I'll do, do the
5: right. next one. You do this. All right.
0: Forced, forced to flee, to flee the, the
6: black <laughs> shroud. For... <laughs> it
0: would have been fine if you didn't stop.
5: Actually, that was pretty good. I know. Uh, I just can't. I can't trust that you guys would do it without juxtaclubbing, though.
6: Forced to flee the black shroud for fear of the elementals and their boundless wrath, the ixal settled the windswept mountains of Zelfatol more than 550 years ago. Since that day, they have labored tirelessly to, to eke out an existence in these harsh and unforgiving lands, slowly but surely expanding their dominion over the entire region. Yet the Ixal have never forgotten that which was once denied them, and so they seek divine intervention once more, to summon Garuda and beseech her strike down their enemies. In the shadow of the first mountain, the ritual nears completion, as a brave hero once more races against time to deliver the realm from destruction.
5: Oh, man. Garuda? But before final boss is Garuda XXX. I, I,
1: like, I I think it would... I don't know, man. If it's Garuda again, I think I'm going to yeah. be bummed. Four no, no times. Yeah, yeah it, I know.
5: You cannot have be. another
1: fight with Garuda. It can't be. They, it,
6: but their
5: goal is to summon Garuda. It doesn't mean they're going to succeed. We're going to thwart them before they can do it.
1: That I would be I'm, okay with. I would love to see, like, a half-summon Garuda freak of nature, like... You oh know, god,
5: they, like
1: they fuck it up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, to Garuda. Yeah, like like you can take the character model of the uh Rogaden from uh from uh, Void Arc and just Throw a bunch of the texture models from. Uh, that would totally work. It, do, was, do, the, it? Fa- yeah. no, do the Facebook like, mashup. There and you do go. Like oh, there you go. There you go. Nika has no idea what we're talking about. I, I think she's that joke is beyond her. I don't. No, she doesn't. Because <laughs> you don't join Reset. You didn't join Reset Tuesdays enough. That's why.
7: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I swear we made that joke on the show before. Oh, we have. It's just we've never explained it to her, and she's never oh. like bothered to stop <laughs> us to ask. Oh. But the silence, I can tell. I can tell. I
5: didn't realize that it was actually a thing. I just let you go. Let you just go with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a joke at your expense. I want to see <laughs> that. Oh, like
6: we. we <laughs> I want to see that we stop them from summoning Garuda, and then someone like one of the science shows up, like. Why didn't you just let them summon it? You're pretty good at killing her. And then we're like, yeah, that was a waste. You're right. Uh, why do we rush? Yeah, this is, I, I don't know. Because
5: Corrupted Garuda's stronger than a real Garuda. What? Just, the, I,
1: if, <laughs> if they did that, that would be sweet. I don't think they will. But I i, I don't know. Just the, the mere mention of Garuda, again, just makes me go, ugh. Uh, why I don't know why are we doing this again alright so Uh, Nika why don't you tell us about the great Google library hard
5: Sure, except for I'm very confused why the AK boogeyman monster is in this picture. God damn it. Okay. Though long since abandoned by Charlayan keepers, the Great Gooba Library does not want for visitants. Its halls ever stirring with the voids and guardians who walk its corridors. With danger at every turn, the fool who dares trespass here would find not wisdom, but certain doom. Yet it was not long ago that an intrepid adventurer braved the deepest depths of this forbidding vault of knowledge, returning unscathed and wiser for the experience. A feat of daring that would be sung the realm over. Mayhap that is why an anonymous individual would beseech that self-same champion to return in search of long-forgotten knowledge. One can only hope this venture proves it another enlightening lesson.
6: Um, That excites me, because that leads me to believe more lore. Lots more lore.
5: But I th- well, Fucking Boogeyman! I hate that boss in AK. I don't need it in my Google library. Get out. Now uh, he's
1: a regular enemy. Yeah, right. That's just going to be trash now, because there's yeah, there's two of them.
0: Um, anyway, uh, there was two in a K. Also, he yeah, splits in half.
1: Yeah, I know. Doppelganger. I know. I think, all right. Anyway, uh, no, well, but there is that scene that we got with Yuri jay and the Assian that took place in the google Library. They were there getting the um. Oh God. I can't remember what the what the specific tome was, but it was that post credit scene, and I think that that may be the plot point that we're revisiting that sends us back there. Oh, that we may be that we may be going to look for that same book, that same tome, the Germanic Mm -hmm. scriptures, because
3: he couldn't find it.
1: uh, No, well, they were they they were reading from it, it, so yeah. Yeah, that's what I think sends us back there. I'm not sure what else would send us back there. That's the only thing that I can think of. That uh,
6: If it's not, not something like that, it's going to be something like straight up stupid. Like, hey, there's probably
1: a sweet recipe for Moron's Glace in there. You should go get it. No, I have to <laughs> I have to guess that that one's probably connected to MSQ. We heard there's porn in there. Let's go. Hey. I mean, did they directly say that, that the next Bachelor Dungeons wasn't going to be ta- attached to MSQ? Because I could see that one. They did not say that. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, All right. And uh, we've also got this thing called the Orzean Aesthetic. I'm not really sure
5: i uh, no, i am <laughs> that's just so i dumb. am stoked fuck? about this you have no idea i'm gonna spend hours fucking with this what is am, this is this screenshot a, maker yeah yes, it's basically like taking the group pose and there's different ways to manipulate it to get the best epic screenshots ever like they're adding like a vignette to the outside so you can like dim it you're getting filters you can add a light source to the background Hold up. you can take someone in an emote and you can freeze them in emote to get like the best pose is <laughs> this real
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, this so is so wallpaper excited. maker.
1: I'm
0: so excited. This is fucking Photoshop and Final Fantasy 14.
1: I actually got this kind of cool. cool. Dude, I'm into this. I'm sorry. This this is so no, for real. What? Uh, for real because y- you know what? Fuck you. You don't make any of the banners. You don't make any of the art <laughs> assets <laughs> for this fucking website. You don't do shit for that. Hey, I took a picture. You took a screenshot once. A, well, once. 21
5: screenshots.
0: Once. Okay. So you can have your very favoritist pick.
5: Like Look at those ones at the bottom They're like look at some examples Like the one with the sylph It looks like I don't know It looks like a cutscene I'm kind of into
1: it I gotta say it, it It is I think Gonna be very helpful Although Is it only for setting up screenshots Can you only focus On your character Because I think I, you can do for it for
5: groups group po- It says you use group post To do it so Well yeah Yeah, yeah. Uh, It says at the bottom Also you can also use it In idle cam Oh Oh man.
1: Shit That's actually Legit
5: I'm so excited for this.
1: none of okay. are complaining. All none right. of us are complaining, Malky. This is awesome. No, I'm I'm in for I'm in for this. I'm in for this. This actually, yeah. this, this the, uh, uh, like uh, honestly, on a production level, this helps me a lot. So, Hopefully way to go, Square out. Enix. Nice little quality of life update. I'm I'm in for it.
5: And I'm going to spend more time messing with a screenshot maker than any of the content.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. Like how... any woman would. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll see how much you guys are using Lords of Aesthetic. <laughs>
5: Dude, I'm a screenshot fiend, though. I have screenshots of, like, every cutscene, almost, like, throughout the entire... Like, I have a million screenshots on my computer. This is going to be so awesome. Says
1: the king of glamour. Yeah, okay, but like, well, you can't stuff. get glamour from this. No, but that's how you show off your glamour.
0: take like epic screenshots. Yeah. I show off my glamour by being around in person, not by <laughs> taking screenshots.
1: Yeah, but you're not really even around in person that much anymore. Oh, uh, well, I mean, that's... Yeah, right, yeah. right, how, how whisper whisper you, mumble how mm-hmm. often have you been on yeah Wait, once like. a week or how. So. yeah <laughs> yeah maybe like during the show <laughs> no, just during the show oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that's sad anyway all right uh that's it for ff14 news uh if you want to check out any of these you can find uh links at our website limitbreakradio.com also uh you can find them all of course at the lodestone uh, all right, so there have been some interesting articles or not articles, interviews that have come out with uh, Yoshi P. Uh, one is actually kind of kind of old. That's just sort of making the rounds now. It's back from uh, a Gamescom back in August, uh, and for some reason, I I am I saw it pop up in multiple places this week. And it's one that I hadn't. Oh, whose phone was it? boo? Oh, no, oh no,
3: party my foul!
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I am. Uh, uh, there we go. Let's just bring it all to a screeching halt. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, there uh, there was this interview that got passed around that I, I mean, I, I was only made aware of uh, for the first time this week. But um, there was also this one uh, from Reddit that was, uh, let me see, who's this? It was translated. Um, let me bring up the actual thing here. here is translated by 11 Mile. Oh, that's an interesting Interesting name. All right. So shout out to Eleven Mile. So the thing is, is that I, I've read through this a couple of times, and I have trouble making really heads or tails of exactly what is being said. I don't know if it's the translation or if it was if it's like if the if the translation is being too literal and the discussion is too conversational to really <laughs> translate over very well. I, I don't know, and I don't know what this guy's handle on either one of the languages is, but I thought it'd be funny. Let's have Juxta uh, go ahead and uh, tell us about this uh, this interview.
0: You want me to read it word for word? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, this is from Mushu Chan. Yeah. Uh, pronunciation is important. Okay. Chan. Yeah. Right. Uh, rating prospects from now on. Will the format for a rating be the same as Alexander from there on? If so, how will the difference between normal mode and savage mode be there? Uh, Yoshida. In other words, a question of quote motivation uh eh,
1: okay, so I feel I feel is this like one straight from us. I feel like that's this is aimed at us a little bit. I mean we're the I feel like we're the ones that talk about motivation. A lot. Oh, yeah. do we maybe bring that up? Nobody every else. Week?
5: Nobody else cares about motivation, but us. No, I'm it's not saying.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying that. But I, I feel like we, we bring it up every week. It <laughs> no, is, we do. It really is a very strong theme of this show, uh, and something that we've identified. You know, I think it was a problem that we identified pretty early on. Uh, so let's see what Yoshida has to say Toss. about this question of motivation.
5: Motivation. Hey. Eh. Motivation. Hey. Eh. Eh.
0: For 4.0, we are confirmed to go with normal and savage format for the specifications as well. Boo!
5: Well, let's see.
0: Since we have made it this far, and most players are saved by having the normal mode available to players for access, and thanks for normal mode that the amount of players who can access end game contents like this are not being able to do so from during the Bahama days, and those gauged that interest in savage content have increased. So we would like to remain this way.
6: Uh, we also understand that this setup has contributed a lot to the community. <laughs> now y'all may be thinking, Juxta read that like a pleb, and that's why we can't understand it. No, no
1: that Juxta is, read that very well.
6: Actually, I'm it shocked. It was
5: translated like that. I'm, I'm shocked by how
1: how well he read that. Um, it's because I'm a great person But it sounds like shit Because everything else That he Everything else that he reads Comes out like a stumble bum So
0: Yeah you know Two negatives make a positive I, Yeah I For some reason you stupid idiot you, We kind of
1: thought You just that throw the poor translation at him And he can read that No problem It's kind of like Someone who's had a stroke What kind of idiot savant are you? <laughs> Is this- Easy mode.
6: Give me something hard to read, bro. (laughs) It's kind of like he's had a stroke. We put it through the translator, and now it's like this encrypted message, but he reads that like normal.
1: Ugh, idiot. It's actually pretty amazing. All right, so let's try to dissect what exactly he's saying here, okay? Uh, Again, we're dealing with a limited translation, but this is what we have uh no one no one in our stable of folks really knows translation s- skills so we don't speak japanese right yeah so um <laughs> so all right he's i think what he's trying to say is that since you know since they've made the adjustment to the story mode and savage mode structure uh players Have, you know, they having normal mode available to access is they're looking at that as like more engagement among the players. And my question is is that, I mean, like, when he says that interest for Savage has
5: increased. That's... He's probably ve- comparing that to Gordius or to... Uh,
1: yeah, that's... Th- and And again, it's a limited translation, but yeah, we don't really know what that's comparative to. Okay. I feel like if you're comparing that to... Binding coil that that doesn't make sense. That maybe unless mo- they're
5: comparing it to Savage
1: Binding Coil.
6: That's what I think it is. I think it's <laughs> comparing that to Savage Binding Coil. That, is, oh that nobody God, wanted no. the Savage
5: Binding Coil, and no. now that we have normal ins- No, <laughs> That's how I read this. No,
1: you don't. You, really. <laughs> Are you shitting me? You're Either that really or looking- they're comparing
5: it to Gordius, which doesn't really matter because normal was also out in Gordius. And the difference between motivation now is that Midas is just better.
6: Yeah. Like, so it, I have no idea. And thanks, thanks for normal mode, the amount of players who can access end contents like this from not being able to do so during the Bahamut days and those who gauged interest in Savage content have since increased
5: that's hard that is I don't hard know maybe understand. you're talking
6: about regular normal Bahamut as I think but about he's that. saying I don't that know. people
5: who access end content like normal mode that's not when is normal mode end content
1: it's not
0: no oh. end game content to them is content at
1: level what level are we at, at 60 six, six 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 are we at no yeah, yeah. yeah. are we Actually, yeah. get out <laughs> do you, you play this game <laughs> what game have you been playing
0: <laughs> I was gonna say 110, but you know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, in- that's not even right for eye level. It's forget it. Wow. We'll talk about that on wow. later. He's t- making
1: a wow joke.
0: Wow jokes. Thank you very much, bro. Good job. <sighs> Nice job. Do you want me to explain all the jokes for you, Nika? Casual. S S Nika. Casual. I
5: actually got the joke. I was I was fixing it for you.
0: I know. I was just
6: ruining Scully. He's, he's just dumping on me.
5: But I I I don't really
1: understand what the yeah. Like I think that if you're gonna make that statement, you have to say definitively what that is comparative to. Right. I feel like he probably did, but. We can't figure out what he's comparing did he it to. Know? I, don't, I don't know. I don't know that he did. I don't know that he did. I mean, I this th- is close. No, you mark. know what this
0: is? Uh, he's considering all of Alexander to be like, this is Alexander right here in this ball. And then this is Bahamut binding Nicole in this ball. And the one in Alexander is bigger than Bahamut because of normal mode. That's what
6: he's saying. He's saying more people are doing Alexander than did well, point. that's what I yeah.
5: thought too until he says most people are interested in savage content. Yeah, which, that's. To me, differentiates it from Alexander altogether. The Alexander altogether ball is where he just says, thanks for normal mode, the amount of players who can access end game content like this can now do so when they couldn't in Bahamut. To me, that's saying all of Alexander. But then when he says those gauge interest in savage content have increased, that is specific to savage.
1: I, I, I don't know. I, any way we're cutting this, none of this really seems. All that great. I don't know. <laughs> None of it seems all that encouraging. Um, it's a FanFest question. Yeah. I. I, I <laughs> okay. No. How about this? How about this?
0: Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So the Savage Mode from Bahamut is a lot smaller than the Savage Mode from Alexander because there's only the one Savage Mode. This makes sense. He's comparing apples to no. moldy apples no <laughs> <laughs> apples are a lot better than moldy ones I'll tell you what
1: <sighs> alright let's let's move on let's uh let's keep going here
0: alright and, and then comes the differentiation from between normal and savage uh Mosu Chan for Gordas uh the bosses from floor 1 through 4 saw no changes and therefore visual wise there were no fresh changes but for Midas floor 4 bosses on additional wings that and added uh, a little motivation
5: 8 <laughs> saw that uh
0: and these changes are a welcome addition so it'd be nice if we could have them
1: he said Midas floor four so yeah Midas floor four correct. did
6: I yeah. say Midas well, oh no, yeah you're yeah, correct. yeah
1: yeah no oh, okay
6: yeah but, like, he's right he's
5: the bosses saw additional wings I feel like he's complaining that the bosses are boring and that the only one that changes is the last one I don't know L-
6: like literally does that mean like visually there's wings
5: no he does like the, the yeah. in, in a when you kill him he like regenerates with like Stronger health and big flying wings, and he flies around like cray cray.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Right. So I, I mean, it just it, it was a little addition, a little difference between the two.
0: And Moshu Chan's like, "Hey, that was really great. Make all the bosses different from the normal bosses." Yeah. Which I Which think is fair. about That's that fair. disconnect. Hey, this have this normal it. mode, but then make a uh, savage mode completely different from normal mode. So you know what? Just make two different raids.
1: <laughs> well, no. I mean, I th- I think that I think that that is a small. A, a a very small change that you can add i, I cuz what is the difference between even visually between doing the two fights like in in a lot you know in a lot of instances some of the move sets are even the same you know like you don't even get you know like you'll get different patterns and different you know uh, uh different tuning of the moves but having an additional graphic you know a little like bonus thing I get what he's saying that it's cool and, and that it might provide, you know... Like, that's very little development that you have to put on. Like, that's just one asset that you add.
5: Well, Ace haven't got an extra rolly ball. That counts.
0: There's not an additional asset. That's just really that's, that's, Wait, does the ball look different? Is it flaming? No. <laughs> control C, control V.
1: That's <laughs> it. That's it. One is no, really good at that. But uh, I, I think that that's kind of a good point. But, all right, let's see what Yoshida has to say.
0: Yoshida says... We thought of uh, wanting to do this for Alexander Creator, uh, Tendohen, uh, uh, quote, Celestial Chapter, as well. But since we have made this to be just a a conclusion to the Alexander Chapter, we did uh, not get that involved in those changes. Serious. Although for that portion, we're still putting in some adjustments uh, as in making it as flashy as it can be. Although there will be some slight changes between normal and savage in terms of something that was mentioned by Moshu Chan above people who went through savage should know this by now, but the real battle starts when quote entering a certain phase. And that is what I meant by that.
1: So I don't know, maybe an additional graphic in, uh, you know, when, when a phase change happens, I don't know, like even a little bit of that, I think does help. Um,
5: he just it- flat out says, "We wanted, we thought about making Alexander Creator cool, and then decided because of the end of Alexander, we're not going to make it so cool." Kind of, yeah. All we're right, not but not getting that involved. Okay.
1: All right. Well, it's uh, this uh, this next statement. I. During
0: Bahama era, we have been told that a lot of players as well as our co-workers that we have spent far too much cost making a content that only certain people will go through and that we should not invest our cost further on this one.
1: Well, Ra- Lords of
6: Reminion kind of sounds
1: hang like Bahamut, Hang on, right? hang on, hang on. Let's finish the...
0: Rather, we don't have much staffs for this. Also, we could have done something if, uh, if we can have about two skilled developers introduced to us, but then it's not like we did not think it through without them as well. We thought of making Floor 1 through 2 be normal mode while 3 and 4 be savage mode and so on. Normal would be the normal usual story and savage would be the
1: what-if story and so on. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so during the Bahamut era... We have been told a lot from players as well as our co-workers that we spent far too much cost making content that only a certain amount of people would go through. That has got to be the single most frustrating statement it from does. And they a said that we fucking MMO developer ever.
5: should not invest our costs further on this, Well, then nobody is going to do it ever.
3: Exactly. Does That's that actually what? sound like something that comes from a player, though? As fun as it no. was?
1: That well, sounds like something coming from above. That that sounds uh, that sounds like two things. That sounds like, uh, you know what? That does sound like it comes from a game designer. Okay, well, hold saying, on. Saying, hey, I did all of this work and only, you know, 10% of the community is going through and, and even looking at this wonderful zone work that I did. So
5: they're saying, fuck you, endgamers. Our game is going to be 100% casual. That's tomorrow. exactly. That's pretty much what that says.
0: Okay, I'm going to take a different direction on this. Remember that the cutscene at uh, the third uh, portion of Bahamut, uh, right before you fight Bahamut, that cutscene with uh, Louis Swann. Yeah. uh, the best cutscene ever. Mm -hmm. And that apparently cost more than the rest of Coil combined. Okay. All right. So that could be where they're coming from with that.
5: Maybe, but that... It, it, but the thing is, is that everyone cites that cutscene as being what they want from Alexander.
1: Exactly, and I and I, and I think that that cutscene drove a lot of people. That drove a lot of people to work at Coil. <laughs> it drove a lot of people to demand story mode. Well, I, I
5: mean, I mean that's true too. You're because you could witness that. That's where
1: yeah, you're not wrong. And and I think you know like. That that definitely sounds like it comes from a design like we did all of this work on this cutscene and in these environments and and on these battles and only 10% of the player base is even challenging them. Okay, well, now you do story mode and now you get 100% of the, well, okay, 80% of the player base 100% 100% of everyone who's at 60 that goes through the story mode now. 100% they all get, of people who try. They all get to see the story. They all get to see the environments. They all get to see some version of the fight.
5: Okay, and so they- make it really epic now. Anyway, because that what, bo- what bothers me about this is if he claims that that's why we have normal mode, that's why we put the story in normal so that 100% of the players can see it. But there's like minimal amount of story in Alexander's so- I don't get it. Now that 100 or at least 90% of your players are seeing this story, why is it still so suckish?
1: I agree. And and that's, uh, yeah, that's exactly where I was building towards, was that, okay, well, now that you have story mode, we're getting a story that's not even worth, that's barely even worth doing. And I think that that kind of also undercuts the story mode. You know, like, Binding Coil was way better designed and implemented from both a community standpoint, from a game, a, a, a player sentiment standpoint, and from promoting and having an endgame environment standpoint, right? Like, walking back on this, sure, now everybody gets to see all of the hard work that, that your dev team is doing, but... How, wh- I mean, you're, you're, the amount of people that are challenging what is considered endgame content, and I hate the fact that they could even tr- even try to consider Savage Coil as as their their Savage to Savage comparison because they need to compare Binding Coil to Savage Alexander. Yes. And I guarantee you that the amount of players that are challenging and clearing that content is way down. Way way down, way 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 down. We even seen the numbers for that. It was down. Absolutely, it's been objectively down. But the thing is, is that they've been undercutting themselves the entire time, and I don't think that they realize that. I, I mean, if we're still getting interviews that have statements like this in them, I don't think that Yoshi P even realizes what the problem is.
6: I like I this idea so. near the end of it that you talked about where we thought of making Floor 1 to 2 be the normal mode and then well, so that's the story that's the canon story and then 3 and 4 are kind of like this what if like retelling of it that could have been something different interesting like at least that's an incentive
1: well if, if they did that between Normal and Savage and made Savage have a different take on the story mm. I think that would be that would provide a different incentive I
5: think that would be a fun thing uh, to do it could be and then also people that aren't doing the Savage ones might be like well it's not the canon story. So so it's not that important anyway. Right. So they might not be as upset about not seeing it. Right. May, and, maybe. And,
1: but I hate the idea of doing floor one to two normal mode, th- three and four savage mode because that cutting, cuts your content in, in half. half. Yeah.
5: You're cutting your content in half. So no, you no. have to release eight floors every time: four it, normal ones and four savage ones.
1: So ha- have that staggered by updates. Have that. Have that be. You know, like we're getting. We're getting raids every other update have one you know have 3.1 be a normal mode update and then a 3.2 be your savage mode update
5: but they can put in the normal mode updates when they put in the 24 main content
1: there you go i mean it's, it uh, look we're square enix we're even brainstorming ways that you can try to like cut corners on your development
0: yeah but hold on what credentials do we have i mean are we jp Oh. We're not, I don't we're think we are. No. no, so,
3: no. What I don't understand is they condition everybody to do shit so easily, and then they complain that nobody does the hard content. They don't have any middle ground to build upon the com- the the, uh, the game.
5: I mean, I thought their goal was to make people want to do the hard content, but now they're, they're like, that's flat out said that we consider all of Alexander to be endgame content. Which that, is... That bothers me.
1: The, yeah, as it should. as it I, sh- Nika, as it should. I, I'm bothered by them saying
6: that they're understaffed.
1: Yeah, we the knew that. How though, how the hell are you understaffed?
5: I, I, I got, we knew that they have a small development team. No,
1: fifteen. Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> yeah. to say. This that totally supports my theory that they've been pulling people off of fourteen to try to fix this mess that is Final Fantasy fifteen.
0: So, do you think come November, fifteen is released? Do you think Screenix is going to be gracious enough to give 14 their development people no! back? No.
1: Have you ever known have you ever known a, a a development staff to get bigger on a on an aging project? I've never heard that. I've never... World of Warcraft? Well.
6: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Someone who doesn't book every trend ever. Fair enough. You're
1: not wrong.
3: Yeah. They probably take the Kaizen management, which is they just start it big, and then they just work it down.
1: Yeah. Well, that's... Little by little. That's exactly what we saw happen with FF11. Mm -hmm.
5: But see, that bothers me, because 14 is making them quite a bit of money every single month. Why wouldn't they want to put people back on it so that it could make them, like more money like if they present hey we know our player base wants this epic story but we don't have the staff to do all this development can you give us two to five more people and we can make you three times as much money why wouldn't they say okay
1: uh because they're gonna go free to play in six months anyway oh
0: god right,
1: right like, at the uh,
5: end i'm telling you if 11 is not free to play 14 will not ever be free to play they're both going free to play at the same time <laughs> lose my
1: mind (laughs) no i mean what happens if that if that's the big announcement
5: i don't don't make literally don't tear my heart out right now
6: i don't stop laughing until i get home do we riot i i laugh the whole (laughs) plane ride home boo that fucker right off the stage subscription for your riot i laugh as my plane goes down due to turbulence i mean
1: remember the big cheer line the big cheer line two years ago was no pay to win no pay to win. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm so... I'm just... I'm worried. I'm concerned. All right. Let, we've, we've still got a couple of uh, paragraphs left on this, so... We just, thought uh, that
0: a lot, but then uh, who would do... <laughs> okay, go... Oh, let's, talk, let's talking, try, about, talking about let's, the
6: floor one and two, normal, mode, floor three and four,
0: Savage. Mode. Right, yes. Okay. We thought of that a lot, but then who would do so, you see? On the other hand, by putting some lever as in a pseudo incentive in this context context into the rewards, it would create this quote, we have to do this kind of obsessional and forced incentive on two players. So we did not go with it. Why? <laughs> because we don't want to incentivize anything, but, Oh my God! Because they don't
2: want
5: players to feel forced to do content, <laughs> you know, in a game. That yeah. has well, hold on. Let, let me finish it.
0: the paragraph. Uh, and we made it easy, and we made it a child's play. It will just take away the interesting part of the content, so we can't do that as as, as well.
6: Okay, so this paragraph is kind of him seeing like it's like stating like both sides of the argument, right? Okay, all right, I get
1: that. But the thing is, is I, I think that there has to be an element of that obsessional. Like you wanna drive that. Like that's that's sort of the emotion that you wanna hit in your player base if you're an MMO, especially an MMO that's operating off of a subscription model. I mean, we went over this big time on Final Encountercast last week, but subscription models are going away. I mean, like, there's they're, five. There's, they're gone. There's five left. It's Final Fantasy XI, there's Final Fantasy 14, Dark Age of Camelot, Ultima Online, and World of Warcraft. And arguably, World of Warcraft may fall into either category, yeah. depending on how much you play. So, I just don't... You know, like, for a subscription game, a subscription model-based uh, MMO, to say, like... You know, we don't want that obsessive obsessive incentive. You need what are you that. Insane? You need that.
0: What are you making your player, like, how are you keeping I your players he, engaged?
5: He's trying to make the the we the want stuff before not clamoring for something similar to normal mode again. Like, we feel like we have to do this because we're missing so much of the game, but we don't want to. Fine, oh.
1: fuck you. Shut up. That's the thing. Here's the th- Square Enix, I'm going to tell you exactly how to deal with those people. Don't Respond to them Don't ever just Stop listening to it Stop listening to it You can recognize A bad idea on its face I think Still Hopefully ah, I think I think The problem is Is that some of these ideas Get thrown around in the room And then I, I I don't know Who's responsible For being such a bleeding heart On this dev team But this shit needs to stop This shit needs to stop At some point You need to go No If you don't if you don't put the effort in, if you don't put the work in, you don't get it. And if you don't get it, fuck you like there, There doesn't need to be an answer for everyone to get it. There doesn't need to be an answer for everyone to, you know, like you set the goals, Yoshi P. You don't tailor the game to us. Right? Like, you, we've got to build our lives around the game. I want more of a reason to log in. I want more of a reason to be engaged and compelled. I want to feel less compelled by other games. Yeah,
6: where's, that, where's the obsessional incentive? Where's the reason for me to go like, oh, I can't miss today. I got to get in today. I got to log on.
5: Crap. It's not Tomes. It's not no. Tomes. It, it used to be, but not anymore, man. Well, I,
1: I mean, especially not in this patch right now. Next patch, it kind of will be, again, following the cycle of the way that Tone Gear works. But it's getting to be a boring treadmill. Need to have something to break that up. If if all I'm working at is tone gear and then upgrading that tone gear, bro, I'm like, I'm so, I'm so bored by that. I'm so bored by that. I just, just give me another, another way to do it. Another way to look at it. Hunts. <laughs>
6: Not hunts, no. not hunts. <laughs> Shut up. Nico. That's the one thing I'm taking off the table. You can't say hunts. Not that one. No, I, I,
5: would, I didn't even do hunts this time around when they added stuff to it. I'm just so bored of hunts too. Honest
1: to God, I would not be upset if they funneled us into things like Diadem or like uh, uh, Palace of the Dead to be able to get relevant or even better gear. Like, and, and and again, this is this is what we've been saying for a long time, is that you know if these events had a compelling reason to do them i think more people would do them they're not it's not like they're terrible events they're reasonably okay mmo events and more people would grind them ad nauseum if they thought that they were going to get a reward out of them I mean RNG RNG gear like low low drop rate gear that comes out of the very end game battles. I mean give give your raiding scene a reason to stay engaged past getting the gear that they want. Like once Nika, if once you get the gear that you want for your main job in raiding, I mean I know that you've got an attachment to your raid. Group and you want to keep helping them out, but honestly, what reason is there to keep raiding after you've decked out your main class?
5: I mean, I also have a strong attachment to my secondary class, so I want a person who would keep going. But I think the the motivation for me to keep going at that point is that because once you clear it, it becomes easy and you can do it all in one night. But then I need more reason to log in after Tuesday when I clear all the raid content to log in again. Like my motivation isn't to keep raiding; it's to keep logging in once raiding becomes like a one night thing.
1: So, uh, but again, like that, to me, that doesn't sound fun. What would be fun is if you got these crazy, you know, high powered pieces uh, in a low RNG setting out of those that would keep people there. I mean no matter what it would keep people there beyond checking out after they get all of their pieces Nick I'm sure you have seen that I'm sure you've seen someone get the get all the gear that they want and then fuck off maybe not in oh, yeah maybe not in Alexander but back in coil
5: um I don't know. I feel like it's hard for me to say specifically. I've I've seen it, and heard well, it no, in her. No, I'm other not asking you to name groups. names. No, or no, no, no. I mean, in other people's groups, I've heard of it happening. But I feel like because 14 requires an eight person static mentality, it's a little bit different than when you have like 30, 40 people going out of content. They get their riddle and peace out. Not, like, not. A,
1: no, it, no, no, no. I mean, if you're if you're one of these people who are at the bleeding edge and clearing through uh a eight in like the third week what was it second or third week that it, that it was out that uh third? that that the world firsters had cleared through it right like give world firsters a reason to keep doing that you know like if you're through that content that quickly and you've got it unlocked that quickly dude those I, I guarantee you that those players have been so checked out since what was it three point was the last time
5: we got uh, we got uh, raid content yeah but they told us in this patch that they don't care about those people that are like doing the minimal you know the small part like they said that you know they don't well, even they, think, need they don't even think that the all of endgame is enough to make a good story let alone the half percent world firsters like if all of endgame doesn't give them motivation enough then the world firsters are not—they're not, not going to care.
1: No, but I'm—and I'm not saying build your game around those people. But what I'm saying is—is is you provide a small incentive, a low RNG drop item. Hell, it could be one item. It could be a ring. It could be a super awesome, high-powered ring. It doesn't even need to be fucking body gear or anything like this. It doesn't need to have a ton of graphics thrown at it. But even you just throw one piece of gear that keeps that that world firster going beyond. What they would normally,
6: dude. Do.
5: I got my ring of sleep and
6: deprivation. It's gonna be
5: great. <laughs> and you know which MMO has taken this idea? Shh.
1: Don't don't say it. Don't, don't say it. I, don't, we don't spoil know. It. We know. We we know. We're gonna have the conversation soon. We're just avoiding it because it makes us sad.
5: <laughs> it does make us sad. It makes me sad that like I never wanted anything to do with this.
1: With it, no, know know.
5: And now I keep saying Well FF14 can learn a thing from it
1: They really could It shall not be named But I mean that is a very easy way To keep those I, I mean and granted yes That is a very small portion of your population But it is a key portion of your population That you want to keep happy Because those are the people that help the other the 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 other 98% get better they help them improve but they got to get something out of it right like that's that's only fair you can't expect someone who is a world firster to stay engaged beyond their goal like once they get once they get the gear that they want out of what they're doing it's really like You're really asking a lot of them as a player to go beyond that without properly giving them a reward. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a high output and the people who don't get it can go get fucked. That's the, that's the answer. That's really the answer is that these people who complain about not getting stuff, they, of course they're going to complain. It's the fucking internet. Like, what do you expect of course, people are going to complain that it's hard or that they can't get the thing that they want, and make it so that everyone wants it. Give me a reason to get fucking plugged back into this shit. It's frustrating, man. It really is frustrating because it's a very little thing. It's a development-wise, you don't even need two competent programmers on that one. I mean, am I wrong? Am I, someone tell me I'm wrong. Everyone's You're wrong. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Because everyone's sitting here looking at me like I'm the asshole. Well, you are. I, I'm nodding along. I, I agree. <laughs> I, you are the asshole,
6: though. That's that's correct. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: I'm um, continuing on. Oh, be, there's more. <laughs> there's so Holy much. shit. There's there. We still got two more paragraphs, bro. To be frank, we're still working our way around this, considering we would like to put care on the raiding culture in Japan that we have cultivated. For Alexander Creator in 3.4, we would like to see uh, the content walkthrough for this and determine on which aspect we should adjust on, plus where to lower the difficulty, and uh, think further on what to do for the next 4.0 rating content along with normal and savage difficulty. Um. Since we still have some time before a 4.0 rating content hits, so please let us study further on this. That's how much we have been working our way on.
6: So the ink is not dry at all on no. what rating is going to be in 4.0. They Should. are still very much on the concept stage, it sounds like. Uh,
0: I'm pretty sure the uh, uh, canvas is going to be the same, which is four bosses in a circular room. Mm. I'm pretty sure we're not going to get around that portrait.
5: I, do you- uh, to be fair, A7 is a square room. Oh. Do you think
1: score <laughs> Enix went triangles? <laughs> do you think that they would have to introduce a whole new like rating type to be able to try to attempt something like a more engaging raid? I mean, I, I in a way, I do feel uh, like Crystal Tower and Void Arc are raids. Uh, well, the, as, as sort of their attempt at that. Right, like that's their attempt at making something a little bit more engaging. You have trash packs, but even then, it's, it a lot of those are tunnels, 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 boss room, tunnel, 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 boss room, tunnel, tunnel, trap. You know, and in those tunnels, you got trash packs. So, what what could they do to change that up? I mean, they've 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 tried the dynamic environment with uh you know with with deep dungeon. I, and 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 the concept Which is still just a bunch of square rooms. Yes, but yeah, but I, I mean, it's it, it is it, it, there. There does seem to be like a working concept there that they could apply somewhere else, right? Like if you had a modular dungeon that changed every time you went in it, right? Like a lot of dungeons have multiple paths already built into their architecture. Now, what if that path was different every time you went in and you couldn't you couldn't change it, right? Like it's changed every it's it's determined by the system every time you go in and you don't know which boss path you may necessarily get. And you've got to kind of adjust for that. I think that that's a way to make things a little bit more dynamic and a little bit more interesting and engaging. Um, But. I mean, there's no evidence that that, that they're going to do anything like that. But is that what it would take for them to change up the rating environment that they've worked themselves into between Bind and Coil and uh, Alexander?
5: Um, no one. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of like, are you? <laughs> Because I definitely think that my biggest issue with rating in fourteen is the fact that there's not much variety. Not necessarily because I dislike what they have. I'm just getting bored of it. So like I think that, you know, I, the reason we all praise 11s rating is that because you had so many options. You could do Ground Kings or Sky or Sea or Limits or Dynamic. There was so many things to choose from. And then they added salvage and blah blah blah. So like when you look at this, you have your twenty-four man raid and you have your endgame raid and they are the exact same Whatever, so I think they should keep these. Like, don't get rid of them. Do right. your Alexander creator the same. What you're planning to do, but they, ha- I think that they, I do think a big part of it is probably that they're understaffed. They don't have enough people to say, okay, let's do Alexander and a new raid content and stick them in together. I just can't see them having the resources to do that, and that's what's sad. Right.
6: And you mentioned a level of modularity. I'd love to see something like in a dungeon where it's like, okay, there's there's two paths that you can go on after this boss is over, and how quickly you beat the boss determines which path you get sent on. You don't get to choose which path you're on. Something that happens in the boss fight determines which way you're going after the fight.
5: Yeah, I, I mean, just any, some... Anything, then, but then you can manipulate it. Sure.
1: Well, yeah, sure. I mean, but I mean, anything that, that has any kind of uh, aspect of uh, in unpredictability or, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I think that that would be a little bit more engaging than what we have right now, which is literally tunnel, 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 boss room, tunnel, tunnel, boss room. And I think everyone's getting a little bit bored of that.
0: So what you're saying is remove some tunnels. <laughs> Maybe just make it one tunnel and then boss
1: room. Well, what uh, what does what does WoW do to create engaging raid environments? Uh, they just make an actual environment. Like so it's you, like a zone.
0: It's a lot like Weeping City in that okay. it's like an actual zone that you can go to. You can explore around a little bit. You can get a feel for the actual lore that's there, and not just little tomes that are on the ground that tell you what the lore is. So.
1: Rah. So if it, it, do you think if they if they took because I mean I feel like that's a little bit what DM was right like DM was kind of like this zone that mm-hmm. you go to and it's it's kind of got its own you know it's a little bit separated but. It wasn't really satisfying because it, it was a bunch of floating islands. It didn't really feel like a place, right? right? Like, yeah. it didn't feel like a location. You weren't working towards something. It, You're you just going there and killing say, dinosaurs. But well,
5: Weeping City, you still don't really explore. I feel like if Weeping City looked like it does now, but it's a little bit wider and that you actually had to wander the outside area to find the boss, and he could be in a different spot every time and make it actually feel like a zone, and the boss isn't just waiting for you in a circle arena. He's actually wandering around. A roaming boss. Like, because I don't think we really... Do do we really need like that purple line lockout in a in an instance? Like, I honestly don't feel like if it's an instance and there's only those twenty four people in there, like let them wander around and find it and just fight it out in the world, even though it's not really out in the world, but it gives you that that you know illusion that it is. Well, and
1: Nika wants Abyssia in FF fourteen, guys.
5: So, I mean, sort of,
1: <laughs> sort of. I, I no, well, but I think that actually you, you've kind of you've hit on something where you know the dungeon the dungeon zones themselves. Have a very specific design to them, right down to Weeping City and Void Ark and uh, and and Crystal Tower. It's all in one forward direction. You're not really put into a zone and then given this Old oh, go. Yeah, like it, 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 that's exactly it. But. In d you sort of are, except yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't
5: translate no, exactly. Yeah.
1: For some reason, it and does not translate in the way in my head. It had
5: so much potential. It really did. And it's just, it's just, ugh, I just I, I, and it, I feel like just,
1: I feel like they need to revisit that idea because I think if you had, you know, like so, there are some gr- great, great zone designs that I think having a raid in a in a zone like that would be really fascinating. One of the one of the ones that I think of uh you know like right outside Old Da uh the like going up to to Camp Blackbrush. I mean like that's such a big expansive zone. It's got a couple of different uh height levels on it. I mean like something like that I think would have translated into a way more interesting raid environment than uh, diadem would
6: you know what i'm what i'm thinking as you're all talking about this is the final boss of dynamis bosadine where you literally had you pop the enemy and his four dragons and your thief would grab the four dragons and run them all the way back to the beginning of the of the dungeon effectively and then you had to kill the boss before those four dragons made their way back to you otherwise they were going to wipe your shit that's yeah, kind of I, the thing. It was something interesting
1: I, and different. It's not, you know, it's not dissimilar from, from what Dynamis did, where it literally takes a zone that's in the game and makes it a raid zone. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, like... I, I just, I feel like an area like that would be much more interesting. Diadem was not satisfying as an area to explore. It wasn't connected to the world. It didn't, it very literally was not connected to the world. It was a series of floating islands (laughs) with this thing in the center and you're given no information about the thing. You're given no information about why you're there or what you're doing while you're there. Like, there's just, it's this nebulous thing that's never really properly explained and you just go, you get your shit and you leave. How cool would a raid in Uldah be? It, well, a
6: raid that takes place in well, the city of Uldah. Re-
5: okay, now you're sounding like Dynamo Sindori or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I mean, do you,
1: do you remember the uh, the the closing 1.0 event where they had well, a ton so cool. of monsters was- spawn in places like Uldah? That was great. Yeah, it was epic. So cool. And I mean, you know, like you can double up a zone like that. You can make a, a you I know,
5: mean, Russians, now we're looking at El Zabi. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. All right. Sorry.
0: I just want everyone to know that uh, Nero just suggested that Square Enix does less work in terms of zone design and just copy and paste old world zones and then
1: raid in it. It's the desperation he's been driven to. Well, isn't that in gameplay terms something that's a little bit more interesting than the tunnel 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 boss room that we've oh, got definitely i no, mean is, I, uh, I,
5: I they're trying too hard to make sure they're not like 11 instead of taking what was good about 11 and making it better and i kind of agree with that yeah i mean there's so much 11 did wrong but there's so much it did right that in today's modern age if you built on it it could be fantastic and you're like nope that was 11 we don't want to be 11 we're staying away from 11 Pfft, nope
1: I even think you literally take the same, almost the same uh, system that was in for Abyssia and you apply it to FF14. Do you,
5: It could have been that.
1: It could have been. It, it was almost. It was very close. It was like on the edge of being that. It could have. You're very right, Nika. It very could have been. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I am interested to see what 4.0 holds. But if we're holding to the same pattern, man, I am... I'm concerned that's exactly what Yoshi sounds like is this. it does sound that sounds sort of like what he's implying he's saying basically he's saying well it worked in
0: 2.0 and it worked in 3.0 so let's just keep let's just kind of double down man let's give you more I, of what I you look. I mean the I,
5: translation I, is weird though it does it kind is. of sound like he knows there's a problem he just knows that what he has does work so he's not sure how to change what works to make it work better and so he's just kind of scared of change because what if it fucks up? No. But I thought he had said he was going to look into change and take risks. Didn't he say that? He did.
1: He did. He did say that. And I think that uh, in was Deep Dungeon is answer to that. Diedem D- and Deep Dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. And Lords of Verminion. Oh, God. Don't even say <laughs> that. Don't even say that.
0: It was a risk. And they have to make sure they have to put every effort into making it good. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, Alright So uh, This next part About uh, Mannequins What
6: <laughs> this Oh my god He this... really is Listening to like What I want Yeah <laughs> he's, he's listening to uh, He's
5: listening it's, to Askalia.
0: That's a yeah. <laughs> Uh, This is from Hikari Blogger. Regarding the mannequin system by putting a mannequin inside the house and decorate the mannequin using your own equipment, we would like to know what happened to this. Yes! Yoshida said, we've decided to shelve this for the moment. Oh, what? We decided that the specifications a long time ago, but due to the cost problems we have spent our development time on and the recent announced aquarium and apartment system, but it's in our task list and we'll get to that eventually so do you, do you
8: give
6: me my mannequins
5: <laughs> they're giving you fish fish instead they literally
1: said yeah we didn't do that so we could work on aquariums instead you know what i'd <laughs> rather really have aquariums yeah i think that's an okay well, i like that yeah you guys are insane bad. fish
5: are pretty pretty amazing my fish i'm good
0: just so you know <laughs> once aquariums come out i'm just gonna have the entire wall <laughs> be aquarium
1: <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about this. We've mentioned this uh, uh, in a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about features that were discussed, but were never really implemented. But this idea of grand summoning grand summoning. Uh, let's see. Moshu
0: Chan says, now that you've mentioned your postpone. So regarding the grand summoning system that you have been mentioning in the past, we would like to hour. know what happened to this. Yoshida says for the grand summoning system we have actually decided that the specifications and how it works it's just that we did not release it due to the timing is, really. it, is it for 4.0 and beyond? Yoshu-chan asks Yoshida replies sorry we are not even sure about this ourselves <laughs> we thought of making it a, a quote ultimate gameplay and we thought of making it a form of gameplay where one fighting over the right to quote grand summon uh Moshu chan Can we know what kind of content this is? Yoshida says, rather than the content, it'd be a reward. We plan to make the system have a specific person within a server within a specific time frame perform a summoning. For example, by summoning an an end content which can be defeated easily or when summoning the weather changes and
1: so on.
5: Wait, I like I'm this confused.
1: idea. I like
5: it, but I'm kind of confused about what he's saying. He's just saying that someone gets it as a reward from what exactly? Well, hang on. They, they, they go on to talk a little bit more yeah,
0: about it. Shu chan uh, you mentioned, quote, fight over. Is it meant to be a system for guild versus guild? And Yoshida replies, We don't plan to make a fight between individuals, as in not for dueling. When doing a specific other contents, Ifrit pops, and when you defeat Ifrit, you gain the right on Ifrit summoning. That's the kind of system we thought of making.
5: So, I... Wait, wait, wait. Like you're in the middle of a dungeon and Ifrit just randomly pops for you? Or like you're doing Alexander and, oh, hey, Ifrit's here.
0: I think it's more like when you're doing hunts. Ifrit might pop during the hunt and then
1: you go kill Ifrit as well and then you can summon him? I, you know cuz what I what I had understand, uh, understood this system to be was an over like you would have primals that pop in the same way that Odin pops and it's a bit like a fate right right and the, I see. This is this is what I what I the part that I don't understand where you get like a guild versus guild system there, or someone gets the right to summon. I think them. He's I don't saying know. maybe
5: whoever does the most damage to because I wonder if it would be something where only your guild could claim it. Maybe
1: it's possible that
0: it could be like your your uh, like 24 man alliance claims. Yep, and, and
5: that when you yeah. kill it, your guild or maybe the leader gets the specific right to summon it. But now my what I'm wondering is what's the point (laughs) of summoning it because we don't have overworld h&ms we don't have something that's so difficult to defeat that it would be so awesome to have this like instant kill because you had the right to summon ifrit this day like i mean unless you could take it into like alex 8 and have a one-time summon kill and then or something like that like otherwise what's the point
1: I don't know. Uh, I it, doubt we we'll love ever see it. Uh, yeah, it sounds like they shelved it rather permanently. But I
5: mean,
3: but like no, he says
5: we have the specifications of how it would work. Yeah. So I mean, they know it. So why not just do it?
3: But well, the next statement, they say, we don't think we're going to do that. Yeah. Is it for 4.0 and beyond? And they say, we're not even sure yeah, of this ourselves. we don't think. No. no
0: probably no. not. I mean, we know what it's going to be, but I don't know if we actually want to do it or not. That's basically what they're saying. hmm
7: mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh,
6: Way to deliver. Woo. You know what? I'm looking forward to Platoon. Maybe this is why they so specifically say, like, what they're allowed to talk about in interviews.
1: Well, yeah. Because this is what they get otherwise.
5: Yeah. And but, I mean, he actually has dropped a lot more information than we normally get from an interview. Well, well this is
1: a lot more than I thought we'd hear. Again, this is a Japanese interview with uh, Japanese uh, media, and I think that they're far more candid when doing... You know, I, I mean, I, I and, and the language barrier has a lot to do with that. It's not that's not a judgment. That's just, you know, practicality. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's it is interesting. I, I thought it was worth talking about some of these uh, responses from Yoshi P, even if they weren't maybe translated perfectly. Uh, so, again, shout out to uh, what was that? Eleven Mile that did that. Yep. Eleven Mile. Thank you. Eleven Mile. No uh, mannequins. You, what? the? F- yeah. <laughs> right. You triggered? A
6: little, I,
5: yeah. But they said that it is on their list and they will do it. So that one, I think you will see.
6: First point. wyvern minions and now mannequins. <laughs> Fuck you, Square Enix. We look uh,
1: forward to it. All right, let's go over to our phone lines no, and talk dude. to uh, Shira Slot. What do we have? What? No, what okay. What, okay. All right. <laughs> well, let's go to our phone lines and talk to Shira Slot. If you want to call the show, uh, you can uh, send a Skype message to Limit Break Radio eight one zero five one five eight seven one five, or uh, give a call on Discord Limit Break radio.com slash discord what's going on shira
9: uh not much i just wanted to make my comments on the whole needing developer thing so just kind of putting perspective as somebody does this type of thing for a living um i think it's not in so much that they're lacking developers as i remember looking at the credits of two point of the 2.5 storyline and going holy crap this team is freaking huge And after watching some of the uh, anniversary celebration of the live letter, they seem to actually have a rather large set of teams that they have on them. It's that they seem to be wanting to do more, but they don't have enough competent people to be able to do it. And one of the things that normally occurs in the video game industry or any form of software development is you hire somebody and they're gone within three months because they're either a total fraud or they're just an idiot. Hmm. And I think they were putting that out there and saying, for in Japan, unfortunately, any NA thing, I, this and I, myself and I didn't see an NA job post, I did see a Jap, two Japanese you're,
1: you're, your, mic, your mic's cutting out a lot there, Shira. I don't know oh, that that's
9: about uh, Is this better now?
1: Y- yeah, yeah.
9: Okay, wow. it was too far from my face. Um, if you...
1: No,
6: I'm Oh uh, I uh, Okay. All right. Well, but I think you make a good point. What they they do mention like he he doesn't sound like it's not like like that they are lacking people in the beginning of it. He kind of sounds like we're lacking competent people. He kind of makes a mention like if we had th- like two like skilled developers.
1: Yeah, which is that I,
6: is a weird phrasing. It
1: is. Is he just like
5: bashing on his team?
1: Yeah. Is he just shitting on his team right there? Let maybe? me tell you something, Jim from HR. He sucks. It's it it is it is a very odd statement, and the thing is, is that yeah, it does seem like a fairly they have a sizable team, Uh, but yeah, you gotta you kind of gotta kind of wonder about the turnaround that ends up you know the churn that ends up going through uh, big companies, big developers like that, Um, and the thing is, is you know, sure brings up a good point that a lot of that hiring and most of the development happens overseas it doesn't happen over here we're not really privy to a lot of that uh you know you've got you've got sites like gamasutra that will you know watch uh watch hirings and and everything like that and kind of keep a close eye on it and it's a little bit easier to um, m- it's it's easier to monitor the market that you're in as opposed to trying to figure out what's going on half a world away. I mean, obviously the internet makes that easier, but uh, the point's not uh, the point's not lost. Thanks for the call, Shira. We appreciate it. Uh, you may want to uh, look into uh, that that microphone issue. I'm not sure what that was all about. Uh, so anyway, th- just some really I I don't know I I. I, I don't want to sound so negative about this because, you know, Nika's right. I feel like he is admitting that there is a problem.
0: So basically, JP developers are all a bunch of noobs and can't develop with crap? No. Is that what we're saying? I don't think that's what we're saying. All right. Confirmed. LBR says JP can't cr- develop.
1: <laughs> they can't program. whoa. No uh but it, no i i think that uh you know there's there's definitely been some uh good points hit on here uh already so uh let's see do we have uh do we have another caller right oh the line? Uh, sure i can uh, yeah let's okay. let's go to let's go back to the phone lines and uh talk to uh paul bunyan paul what's going on
8: hey gents how are you doing good how are you Excellent. Um, I wanted to talk about possible designs that they could implement in future dungeons, perhaps uh, future raid situations. Uh, there's one idea that, that I really hit on uh, just a few minutes ago. Um, it was the idea of branching paths and that by selecting one path, you lose the ability to select the other paths that were available previously.
1: Oh, okay, I like that idea. Um, you you kind know, of know, like in uh, A2, was it?
0: And Ale- or not Alexander? Sorry, uh, Bahama Coil Two. Oh, oh, where- we had different bosses. The last boss would have yeah, abilities exactly.
8: based on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, um, is that is that something like what you're talking about?
8: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it hadn't occurred to me that that was exactly what uh, what we were uh, that I was thinking on. But yeah, that does strike a chord. Um, another idea is that you could you could implement. Uh, these uh, these different paths uh, using different mechanics. You can either have the path actually be destroyed behind you, and a uh, a shortcut appear at the term at that new terminus, so that people who die and have to respawn back at the home point can uh, just take the shortcut to that particular branch and not be allowed to go back and select other branches. Hey, here you can have it.
1: Oh, go, go no ahead. go no go ahead.
8: Another way you could uh, you could. Cause these brandings to happen is uh, by time. Uh, your time within a dungeon could allow certain paths to open up and others to be closed off. Uh, this could be something for like speedrunners yeah. or people who are who are going after a particular set of gear. Um, yeah, that no, was I, just I, I, a few things.
1: Yeah, I like that suggestion. Thanks for the call, Paul. Uh, here's another one that uh, that that call actually kind of just sparked in in my own head. What if you had a dungeon that had multiple paths, right? It puts you on your first time through on one path. You beat the final boss and then you can either exit or you can return to the start and go and clear the, uh, the paths that the you other path. Yeah. And get bonus tomes from the bosses that you didn't kill. That's an idea, too. Right? Like, I mean, think about it. Like, think of how often you get into a dungeon and you're done within 15 minutes and there's still 80 minutes on the counter. Well, let's use some of that time. Let's get some bonus stuff. And if you time out, you lose it all. (laughs) <laughs> oh well that, that's that's putting that's putting some punishment in there. I'm that's not sure right. that I don't think Square Enix has uh those kind of <laughs> has the balls for that. No, not anymore. No Need balls. to grow No, not anymore. Nope. Take some risks. Uh, I think that would be a cool idea though. Like any way that they can vary up the dungeons would be would be good and even if they could do that to dungeons that have had reworks in some way like the older dungeons that would be really cool although although kind of difficult. I
3: mean they did that in 1.0 remember there was that dungeon uh that you could walk through in Gridania where you had to i forgot it was a tamtera Totorok where you got certain orbs and you opened up a certain door and you could fight one of three yeah uh, scorpions at the very end for gear or something like that i mean
6: they've done this shit before yeah i, I mean there, there was, was also um uh karn wasn't it where you could open up like that side passageway right at yeah. the end if you did all the extra stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
1: totally um, and I mean, if you look at the difference between car car in hard mode and car in normal mode, those are two completely different paths that yeah. you can take as well. Yep. So I mean, it's yeah, you're right. It's not like they haven't done this before. It's not like they couldn't do that. I mean, there's 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 always that that path in Snowcloak where I'm like, where does that go? There, yeah. That odd door that kind of veers off towards the end before you get to uh, Fenrir. Oh yeah, well, well I'm sure we'll see that in uh, Snowcloak hard mode. Yeah, I don't think that. That is we're ever getting that uh, i mean maybe at some point but I, I wonder why like why would we at this point anymore like what is what is behind snow cloak that is even remotely important well something could retreat there or something
0: they can make an easy reason to make a snow cloak card oh, they God, just don't, when, don't want to. that's when shiva's coming back to life
1: uh, <laughs> don't don't even do rumors that. Are, rumors abound that uh, that ice heart has been sighted in snow cloak could don't. it be true don't even do that. And, and, and you know, the thing is, is that it, it's so weird to me that a, uh, you know, a, an event like Aquapolis was received <laughs> uh, was received so highly, but then Deep Dungeon was kind of, it was a lukewarm reception. I, I and, and you know why? You can get some fat stacks out
0: of Aquapolis. That too, but mostly because... There was because a reason to do it. You, you couldn't do it as much as you wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You only had a 50% chance to do it again mm. after a map. If you could Leave spam them wanting more, if you could spam as much as you want, then
1: people would be burnt out in a week or two. You're right. You're mm. right. You're absolutely right. Some of those artificial gates are kind of important for driving for driving that that desire. Mm-hmm. Cuz you're right. Like I, I and I feel like that that's part of that's part of what kind of bums me out about the dungeons and raids as they currently exist in 14 because you don't have like if you fail there's nothing that you have to do you just requeue. or if you get a bad group you if you leave. die
0: and you wipe you just get back up but if you fail even harder and you get kicked out of the dungeon right then you just Re-cube. Go back
1: in. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, remember, remember the hoops that you had to jump through every time you failed at something in FF11. You had to go uh, and recollect re-farm some kind of. Oh yeah, re- yeah, refarm items or recollect key items or something like that. You They're, had to buy a whole new uh, uh, spam bot. Well, no. you felt like you didn't want to fail. Like it made failure actually have. Some some teeth to it, mm-hmm. and and it it really and you like, also deal levels, so then there. Well, there's that too. But I mean, like, I don't know. Just I'm I'm so tired of playing a game that feels like it's bumper bowling all the time. You know what I mean? It's a good, it's a
6: good comparison. It because yeah. I mean we've said all the all the punishment for fails for
1: failure is kind of taken out of it. Right, right. And and again, you know, like, whenever you talk about this, you always get you always get that one person who comes out and says, Well, what about Wildstar? They made Wildstar like that. Nobody liked Wildstar.
0: <laughs> I have never seen anyone mention Wildstar in the chat before. You bring it up. So I think you're the one person. <laughs> I am not. I, I think you are. I am
1: not. It is inevitably always the straw man argument when you say well there should be a bit more of a challenge to everything about the world everything and they go well no look at wildstar 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 tanked and it tried to do a lot of that stuff But again, Wildstar was not an IP that people had any kind of attachment to, so they could fuck off as soon as they felt like they weren't interested in it anymore. If you tried some of those ideas in Final Fantasy with a game that's already a success that has a community underneath it, that is wildly invested in the game, I think that you'll have very different results. I really do. I think that, you know, Wildstar is probably the worst example to hold up because there was no reason for people to start playing Wildstar or keep playing Wildstar.
0: And like the game itself just wasn't fun.
1: I I don't know. I mean, apparently it was challenging and apparently it was rewarding, but it was a goofy space cartoon MMO. It looked dumb. (laughs) It looked dumb as shit. And the only people that were trying that game were people who were already playing MMOs. You weren't attracting anyone who wasn't playing MMOs. Final Fantasy XIV, Final Fantasy XI, no matter which way you cut that, you are attracting people outside of the MMO spectrum to play your game, and then you're developing them into MMO players.
6: There there was a huge population for Eleven back in the day where they're like, I just finished Ten, and I'm really bummed out and sad because the story's over. Wish there was a game I could play where the story never ended. Oh, wait, there's one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Except now it does. Uh, and <laughs> well, it's over.
1: So, uh, no. It ended ten years later. Yeah. Well, it had a. It's good a good run. run. <laughs> it had a good run. Uh, so there was another game. There was a Gamescom interview. Uh, this one was with Final Land, and that's a website that I've not heard of before. I think they're Finnish. Maybe I'm not not entirely sure. I don't know where they're based out of. Uh, but uh, clearly somewhere in Europe If they were out in, uh, at Gamescom Yeah uh, So uh, let's talk about the Gamescom interview uh, sure i'll take this one actually okay
6: uh so we're talking about the reasons for repetitive pattern in ff14 the aorzea times uh, saying uh, final fantasy 14 follows a very specific pattern in its patches and is in some ways very repetitive the main problem is that many players feel forced to farm content and grow weary of the game often finding that the majority of the game lacks challenge even the original content this is a typical problem of many m- modern mmos will you completely change the pattern for the next expansion naoki replies i can totally understand your point but when people say this content is easy the development team works on some contents and makes it really hard and then people try it but they cannot clear it, and then they start to say this content is really difficult so it's really difficult to draw a line but we tend to see that players trying to beat content are saying this content is challenging and once they clear it then they say it's easy We cannot just make the contents depending on your feedback each time. Otherwise, there will be no balance. To provide a content, uh, creating a content where as many players can play, that is the basic policy that the development team wants to have.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think he's also kind of skipping over an important point here, too. And that's that, you know, with every patch, we get incrementally better gear. And so these fights that start out hard the first week, it's because A people don't know the mechanics yet and that's pretty obvious. But B, we're growing more and more stronger in terms of our gear each and every single week that we get a new piece to upgrade. But
6: I think he, I think he's kind of like he's not wrong. If like you look at like something like Ravana EX when it came out, like Ravana EX was hard until you learned the dance. Then Ravana EX not so bad.
1: Yes, but at the same time, though, there is, I mean, because of the vertical progression in this game and because of the vertical progression of the gear, you do eventually end up out leveling the challenge. Absolutely. And that's always been a thing that's bothered me in RPGs for a long time, where if you get Backed up against a brick wall You just go grind for a while And then come back And you're able to wipe the floor With that boss There's no it, You know Like There's no challenge in that That was just
6: Does it kind of sting That FF13 was the game That tried to do away With that problem Yeah a little bit
1: Yeah it sucks yeah, a little bit A little <laughs> bit But I, I, You know Like that's always been Something that's bothered me And I've thought that Good RPGs generally Find a good way around that I thought that Chrono Trigger was always one That did that In a really inventive way I don't think you can outlevel boss in that game
0: chrono cross chrono no chrono trigger chrono trigger you can definitely out level boss oh can you yeah what am i thinking of chrono cross cross yeah cross doesn't have xp that's, just,
1: then that's the one where it's relative to okay yes, yes okay, okay yeah I am thinking of Cross sorry Final oh. Fantasy 8 tried and
6: spectacularly failed to do <laughs> oh, that oh my god they had
1: a great idea like oh we'll just
6: make it so that as you level up so do the enemies and guess what they level up a little better than you do it actually gets harder and all the players are just like or oh, we'll just skip leveling in Junction yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly I, I get sorry. you at some point one of the developers on FF8 saw that players were doing that and was like uh, oh shit. Uh,
1: damn it! <laughs> you aren't. No, uh, you're not uh, supposed to! What?
0: Oh, <laughs> Play the game normally! No, come on! Come on, guys!
6: Why are you winning at level seven?
0: <laughs> uh, no, I. Look. Except they kind of encourage that with the, the Cactar Junction abilities, where you get like an additional stat point. If you have a certain thing, if you so, level up, right, you yeah. get the, you get So le- you don't want to level up because of that, but then people are like, "Oh, it's it's easier easier this way." So the game kind of tells you.
1: But see, that. I, look, and this is this this point even goes back into what we were saying about story mode is that that should be the story mode. Out, if you're having a vertical progression system, vertical gear anyway, have out leveling the content be your version of story mode. I, it it kind of works for binding coil. Yeah, like, is there anyone who
6: can't do binding coil? At this No, point? I don't think
1: nine. so. Nine,
0: turn nine. Is that still hard? It's still hard because the mechanics still one shot you. Oh, okay. That's the, literally the only thing that you probably won't be able to out level unless Square Enix does something. Interesting, which they probably will. Of course they will.
1: <laughs> or they might not because they don't care. Yeah. Well, at, I mean, they've never apathy. They've never made a raid roulette so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, all right. So
6: continuing on with his answer, uh, it's also true that because the pattern is kind of set, people can speculate uh, what is going to come out in the next patch. But if we totally changed it, say if we were not going to give you any content update, then you would start to realize how great it was when you get the regular content update.
1: Whoa! Hang yeah, on. Yeah.
6: If you go, if you say you know what, we're just not going to develop anymore. We'd probably. You're right. We yeah, probably be probably like, I liked like, it
1: when you did stuff. Is that a threat? I mean, <laughs> it sounds like it sounds. That sounds like Yoshi P going. You know, you should be glad for the content that you do get because. Cause you know, we could just take this, uh, we could just take this effort and go somewhere else with it. Thanks for verminion. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so not cool. So the stability of the situation. That, that sounds, it, that really kind of does sound like an asshole <laughs> thing to say. I'm sorry. It there's really a, does. There's like, some frustration about, in that sense. After yeah. thinking about that for a second, like that makes me go, uh, that's a little bit of a, that's a little bit of a dick statement right there. Yeah. Literally Are you saying threatening our game? So, yeah, he's got, he's going well. You'll you know what? You're really going to like these these shitty updates when you suddenly get them cut in half or not at all. Like, god damn, have dude. fun <laughs>
0: Finding a job when we qu- all unsub. Excuse me, uh, Yoshi. We already have them cut in third. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, R- uh, ripping pieces.
6: <laughs> three dungeon update. <laughs> So the stability, the situation that in each patch you get something that is the core of the new content is needed. If you totally don't get that, then you would start to feel like it's gotten worse. For example, we release two dungeons in each patch, but if we reduce it to one, then you might say one is not enough, and we might just get bored of it. So please bring back two. Wait, you they did like that. We're saying, do bring back two.
5: Son of a bitch! <laughs> what? I- Does he not remember that they used to do three? I don't know. Oh, shit! I. <laughs> It uh, like, his brain's that. going mushy. <laughs>
6: So, oh. Or if we release raid dungeons really rarely then you might think that you had one raid every six months every two patches but now you don't get uh, get anything so then you might want to get the original <laughs> pattern back. You know what? What is that going to do anymore? A,
5: a mind frame? What the hell's
6: happened to our I movement? feel like he was either drunk or did not study the questions at all. I'm He's like just sh- talking off the top of his
1: head. Well, look, what he might be saying is that in lieu of getting that content they could work on something else. They could work on a new a new concept and a new design that that would take the place of one of those patches. A new Final Fantasy, and then and you know, okay. So let's say that they do take our suggestion to heart, and they do. Take and form a new version of raid content. Sure. And they they develop that alongside of what would be the analog to Alexander and Binding Coil in 4.0. Okay. And they've still got the full Alliance content, right? So they've got this now third piece of content. I think what he is saying is if you if we put all of that into one content patch, right? Like if if 4.1 was our first effort in that development area and putting in this new sort this new sort of raid function and we had to do it at the expense of putting in not just the other raid content but also dungeons and all of the other qL updates and that we would have to wait 12 or you know between six and 12 months mm-hmm. for those to come I think that that's the point that he's actually driving at so now, that we, d- that, they they now that we' now that we have them help help. people yeah now that we teach them, I think that's actually the yeah. point that that he's driving at. And I think that that's actually a remarkably good point. Because the, the expect we have to always remember that the expectation on our point has to be reasonable. Right? But there's a balance. There's also a fine line that they're treading because they're asking us to commit $12 a month every month to playing this game. And
6: we, and we actually brought that point up back when we were talking about the fact that there was no longer three dungeons. That like, well, yes, there is no longer three dungeons but now we see things like Deep Dungeon or Aquapolis
1: or new yes, events like that come into exactly. the game. That's
6: the shift. That's, and that's what he's driving at. You're right. If,
1: and he's not wrong. Right. He's not wrong. And and I think that we do, you know, for Juxta, as much as you like to tease him about dropping a dungeon, I think that that he's, you know, he's not lying when he says that the time that they would have taken developing that third dungeon has been going to developing these new systems like Diadem and like Deep Dungeon. Lords of Dominion. And, and lords of Verminion, as little thank as you. I like to thank admit you, that.
6: and you make a it's it's a good point because he's basically tempering our expectations. He he's saying we're not going to have a bigger development team coming in. It's not right. there's
1: not going to be more content now. And, and 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 here's the ground that I'm willing to give him right now. Okay, because understanding that point, I think, is very important as an audience because they're they are working inside their own limitations. However. However, I think that they could make some serious strides in the department of, you know, like making sure that we understand what they're doing with these new systems with the way that they end up updating Diadem with the way that they end up expanding diadem if they do it in the right way if they do it in a way that the community responds positively to and again we've put out a bajillion different suggestions on on the ways that they could choose to do that but all i'm saying objectively as long as it's received positively right and it's seen as a an addition to that system, then I think that we could actually probably put some faith in the fact that Square Enix might be building bigger systems, but that it's just going to take some time, and that we have to give them the time to be able to work on it. And then maybe we were a little bit hard on Deep Dungeon and Diadem out of the gate, if this is the you know if the direction that they take it is good, and and if. You know, if that if they end up taking it that way, so you know, like I, I, there's a lot of caveats there. Yeah, there's a lot of caveats there, but I think that. If if they really want to drive that point home, then they should really look very closely at what they're doing next with Diadem because what they've told us about what they're doing next with Diadem does not inspire confidence. It does not inspire confidence that they're building on systems that they've already designed or trying to make them mo- you know, more appealing to players, not just straight up end game players, but anyone sitting at, s- at level 60. Yep.
5: I guess I wish that they were just a little more candid about what their resources are going into. Like, he says, okay, because we haven't changed our our cycle, you don't realize that if we did, it would actually, hit, you know, it would have to be one or the other. But, like, my problem is that he flat out said, if we had two more developers, we could do this. So in my head, I'm like, okay, get two more developers then. So, like, I, it's hard for me to see, like, okay, he can't or they won't for well, whatever but swear, reason, swear. but he's not being, like... I don't know. It's hard for me as a, as a player or as a consumer to understand why, like they would have that's, to take that, but these that's, risks and that kind of thing.
1: That's a concession that we have to give. Square Enix, because we don't know the finer points of how they operate their business. We don't know the finer points of how they allocate funds, how they allocate staff, how they move or or uh, shuffle staff around. We've heard reports from former employees that they they shuffle talent between different projects as it's needed. And if that's what they're doing, then you know that's that's a company decision, and we can't lay that responsibility at the feet of
5: no, oh, I know that. But I feel like when, when we first heard originally, you know, the original 14 team that had Tanaka and whatever else, and that whole entire team stepped down and a whole new team stepped in, I was under the impression that 14 was its own, like, contained team. Like, no, Like, this was the no. 14 team.
1: I, why would you think that? Because 11, 11 was never like that.
5: But Eleven, never. we had no communication with Tanaka ever, so I had no idea what Eleven's team was like because there was never a letter from the producer. There was never anything to tell us what's going on in Tanaka's brain. So I had no idea what was going on behind Eleven. I just looked at the content and smiled and enjoyed it. But with this one, because he's a little bit more open, it's making me feel like... I'm being like not necessarily lied to but like information is being held well, back but from he me, and it's frustrating.
1: Well, yeah, but he uh, Yoshi P can't exactly come out and go, "Okay, well, Square, you know, corporate has allocated, you know, 4 million less dollars to our budget. We've had to fire three people." He can't. He, no, I He can't that. come out and disclose that kind of stuff because it, you just can't. Like that's just not something that you do. Right? Well, like of course. I mean
5: And I don't know why. I just always figured 14 was the st- this own its own entity, and it was its own like self sustained thing. Like if fourteen was doing not, well, fourteen would get more people on their team. No,
0: no, that's oh, ne- you sweet summer child. That's that's
1: never <laughs> it's very I, sad that it's not like that. I don't think that that's ever the way that that Square Enix as a company has ever functioned.
5: I don't see why if fourteen is making a lot of money and or they develop something that all of a sudden sees a huge spike in subs, they should get well, more. Talk people to the president. That. You're talking to a guy who does a talk show about a Square Enix game. <laughs> well, obviously, but if I wrote letter to them, what would they do? Nothing. Nothing.
6: Thank you for no. your interest. Please look forward to it. Yeah. Clear. Oh. They didn't even sign it. What the hell? <laughs> 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 uh
1: is there more i think there was more to that statement
6: uh yeah uh all right so you probably might think that because you get everything uh each three months it's kind of normal for you and that's why we want to bring in some new contents and new ideas like aquapolis and deep dungeon so we still keep on releasing the patch updates each three and a half months but we're adding more content like this this is the development team's effort to come up with new ideas and keep updating the game but also giving new elements to it which is kind of what we just talked about also at 3.4 launch some new features will also be added in the game so please look forward to this content. Okay, new
5: features, great. I would like to
6: add two points to this. The first one is about the Relic Quest, the Animal Weapon Quest, which is time-consuming. You might say it's going to be time-consuming and it's not really challenging, but the reason we have this content in the game is to support those who are not good at playing the game.
7: (laughs) 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 Which I...
6: I feel so justified in not having done that quest. <laughs> right? If you have a relic, you're garbage. I feel ah! so good right now.
1: Oh my god! Oh, that is one of, uh, maybe the most unintentionally funny things in this entire interview. That is my all-time favorite Yoshi quote I have ever heard <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, this is in here because you suck at the
6: game You know what, I'm reading it again just because it felt that good (laughs) You might say it's going to be time consuming And it's not really challenging, but the reason we have This content in the game is to support those Who are not good at playing the game Uh, Say to beat the raid contents to get the higher level items uh, With higher item level So if this relic quest was too difficult for them Then it's going to discourage them to try it That's why it is our intention to make it less challenging For the animal weapon quest Oh, that oh, is Oh so my God.
5: No, They're saying this is for you Story
1: Motors out there. Now, yes, yeah, that is exactly Damn. what he's saying. But the thing is, the thing <laughs> is that it doesn't have to exclusively be that.
5: And we Right, f- right, which is what people in the chat are saying right now. I got the relic I suck. No. <laughs> that's not what he's saying.
1: No, that is, no, that's what we're that's what we're saying. We're telling you that. Aniro is telling you that. Not Yoshi P, Aniro. No, but they it doesn't have to only be that because if you start adding again this goes back to an an idea that we've that we've thrown around before that if you have all of the stages of the relic available from the get-go except the grind to get beyond what they want you to have is so ungodly ridiculously poop socky you know like in that neighborhood that is an incentive for players who you know, are actually good at the game or are are devoting a ton of time to the game to get a reward out of it that actually means something. And finally, if you really want to have some challenging contents, with Patch
6: 3.45, Deep Dungeon will have another 150 floors to the current ones, which means the total number of floors will be 200. You may be able to get to the 100th floor relatively easy, but from the 101st floor onwards to the 200th, it will be really difficult. So if you want to challenge this, if you want to challenge, uh, please try this. And in solo, too. Also, a ranking system will be added, too. So if you want to get to the top, then you will
1: have a hard time clearing content.
5: He keeps saying this. I hope that that actually happens.
1: We'll see. We'll see. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're supposed to... 3.45. That's when we're supposed to find out. Next so. 150 floors. Yep. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. I, and, and again, I think that that's good, though. The I'm the, 100, the 150, I'm surprised that the 150 is coming out so quickly. Yep. I well, thought it would have good least. Them. I would have thought it would at least come in two different stages. I
3: wonder if they had all of it planned, and he just jumped the gun and just released the first 50 just to send it out. No,
5: there. actually... Maybe I, as a test, maybe.
1: I... I, I yeah. I, actually think that that nika hit it on the head i think that they had all of it designed from the get-go and that it was all ready to go from the start and that they put the f- the first 50 out as a way to gauge like okay how is this going to do moving right. forward then okay. they can
6: make adjustments on those 150 others if exactly. they need to yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a good call
1: so i i mean and and again i i i thought that deep dungeon was a really interesting and fun system yep. except for the part where you're stuck you know between yeah not. between one and 30 that was is just excruciating Painful, but the thing is, is that like as if they rewarded it properly between one hundred and fifty and two hundred with gear, and I, and not just a glowy weapon, but with actual meaningful gear that yes, looks please. good. Come yes, on, please, yeah, let's that'd let be it, sweet. let's
5: yes, please, please, especially because it's going to be level sixty anyway, so they don't have to worry about any random like scaling of yes. gear to your level. Like everyone's at sixty, just give us relevant gear. Call oh
1: my god, please, that's I. I a reason to do that part of the game would be fun because I I, I, I and I think Kahlo said this I, I fucking hate the weapons the weapons really? are terrible <laughs> they're
5: awesome they're, oh, I like
1: them they are hideous
5: I like them too sir, and also hates them are they are
1: very divisive
6: I will they're say that you hideous. love them or you hate especially them.
5: because the, the actual design of them is very very basic it's just all light
6: yeah I love them yeah uh, all right. uh favorite uh, question on here now. Uh, Yoshida-san, what is your favorite meal? Uh, and to which he replied, meat, meat. Meat. Meat and ramen. Could you eat it every day? To which he replied, steak would be heavy to eat every day. But yeah, I can survive with eating ramen every day. <laughs> Yoshida then laughs and opens the drawer of the furniture of the interview room to show us a pile of cup ramen. <laughs> great thanks I'm wondering why we included this part because it was well, funny
5: because it leads into the next question right yeah uh
6: i'm saying that because uh this is uh, them asking again i'm saying that because i feel the same for final fantasy 14 it's the same thing every day for example oh, oh yeah. man that was actually Woo. really good
1: Woo. epic burn nailed Woo. it uh, first, i like the okay this these guys just won instant like 20 points with me
6: it was great wow uh for, for example, I like pasta bolognese, so I will eat it, but I will grow tired of it. You can add some spices or herbs like a quablis or Palace of the Dead, but in oh. the end, it's the same meal. Oh. I don't want pasta anymore. <laughs> Give me pizza or something else.
9: <laughs> Whoa, shots fired. And who is the who is this? This people?
1: is f- from Final Land. Final Land. Final Land. Fine, I think it's Final Land. It, it, they seem. I, I did. I did poke around their website. They seem like a uh, uh, a European resource for Final Fantasy. Okay, it's so Final Land. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that is such an amazing question. What a great and I love the way that it's worded. Like
6: damn, it's good setup.
5: Aquapolis or Palace of the Dead, but it's the same thing.
6: And Yoshi replies laughing. I totally understand your point. I also know that you love the game and that's why you want something new to the game. However, if we put something, some content with a different design that is not following the FF14 way, then the game is going to be crushed. What? It will not be FF14 anymore. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, actually saw a, I actually saw a <laughs> lot of competitor titles that actually failed by doing this, so we want to avoid being in the same situation. We are still keeping the content update with each patch, but it's totally okay for you to have some time where you don't play the game in between patches, uh, but when the new patch comes on, you're coming back to the game and you might feel fresh after you've played some other games. Then by coming back to 14 you might feel that there's something no, new. No. This is the kind of play cycle that I'm suggesting, no. but when I don't want Want to do is break the game i totally understand so with the 4.x series we would like to give you something really new and cha- uh, some really new content and challenges. That is something that we would like you to look forward to. All right. Well, I mean, at, least he, ho- at least he pulls it back. He just said back. the two opposite well, things. Wait, no,
5: I'm hoping what he's what he's alluding to or what he's realizing is that in the middle of an expansion or a patch cycle is yeah. what you don't want to yes, do. And that at the expansion is going to be the time to try something new. Yep. And I'm hoping that's what that whole thing meant. Yep.
6: Because yeah, the first half of that is so, like... Like, my heart was sinking when I was reading that earlier. Oh, I'm like, oh and, God. and so many
1: people have panicked about this statement, too. I mean, it, and it is, it is a really, I don't, I, I think, I think saying that, you know, trying something new would lead to the game getting crushed. I don't think that that's necessarily true. Oh, no. I don't think that that's true at all, because no. I think what you have to do <clears throat> is you have to recognize the content that falls into the expectation pattern. That is your dungeons. Your dungeons have to be there. Every patch, doesn't matter. Dungeons gotta be there because we've gotta have something to grind tones on, right? Right. That is, I think, a pretty reasonable expectation.
6: Yeah, I think no one is gonna give them crap for that being
1: part of the patch. We know that's coming. Right. Right. What are what are other what are some other things that like every patch we have hardline expectations on? Main storyline. MSQ. MSQ. Yep. Uh, I feel like, the, the br- I, feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like those two probably you've got the bare bones, the barest of bones for an update. Now, if you didn't, if you decided to skip a raid floor in favor of going somewhere else in a different direction some more scholasticate you know like I feel like I feel like he's taking a very all or nothing approach to this and that what he's saying is like you know we don't want to we don't want to have a patch that that breaks the cycle of what we've been putting out and you know breaks our players expectations for what they want to continue doing when they log in right Because I'm sure if you look at the data, most of what we're doing is logging in, doing our roulettes retainers, retainers, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to be able to still be encouraging that. And by having that, you still have all of your tone gear. You still have your progression stuff as you've laid it out for the entirety of the earlier part of the game. But I don't think. That trying something new beyond those two points of expectation breaks or crushes your game. That I think is a wildly inaccurate statement. Even looking at the development pattern of other uh, of other MMOs. Yeah, and I, I agree with Nika. I think very much that was aimed at saying
6: like listen Jesus we're not going, I fucking hope so man we're not he's like listen we're not going off on some crazy path in the middle of an expansion we're, not, we're just not going to do that 4.0 maybe like that's what that that last paragraph kind of <sighs> says to me
1: God if, I hope so I not, really though, do I yeah, really I'm with do. you
6: I can't I'm not doing another expansion of exactly what I'm doing now yeah
1: it, it really and, and, I, and I thought that Final Land really put it so succinctly, I'm tired but, of pasta bolognese. Damn yes, it. it! It's good. It's great. It's a great meal. But a- after having it every fucking day, I want something else. And, I want southwestern lasagna. And Yoshi Peas <laughs> hint hint. Uh, I Yoshi want P's, burgers. Yoshi P's answer that. It's okay for you to fuck off and play another game for a while. (laughs) That has not sat well with a lot of people. I don't think it sits very well with me. No. No, me neither.
6: That is a horrible thing to say as an MMO developer. Yeah. What does the matter with you?
1: I want my MMO developer to look at me the way that a crack dealer looks at a crack (laughs) addict.
5: No, I, I agree. I feel like he should look at us with a way of like, there is so much to do in my game. You don't want to play another game. That's exactly. But yes. That's not should, what he's saying. No,
6: <laughs> they should look at us like saying like any second they spend in another game is a failure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like
1: that's that, not OK. And that's and that that is very much an old school MMO way of of doing things and i think that there was some detriment to that when that was the prevailing model for mmos when you in in the glory days of your ultima online's and your everquests and final fantasy 11s that was when people were were spending the longest periods of time logged in and engaged with the game to sometimes the expense of of other parts of their life of school right But having an MMO where all of those elements are stripped out, where all of those elements are not present, doesn't lead to a very satisfying game environment. And you sit down for, you know, like maybe you have five or six hours. And after three, you're like, "Eh, I'm kind of done. Yeah. Time to go play Dark Souls. Exactly. That's what you don't want as an MMO developer. And I'm shocked that he doesn't recognize that. And I'm concerned that... That that that's the prevailing opinion, not just among Yoshi P, but the entire development team.
5: He really no. just says, I know my game's boring, but when you play another game and you come back, it'll feel different. Yeah. You've been playing another no, game. It'll it feel
1: super fresh because
6: you haven't <laughs> been here in a while. You know what, Yoshi? Some people have to program a three-hour podcast every week, and it's getting hard. <laughs> I mean, after one we hour see the, We see that. the chat messages where it's like, haven't we heard this conversation before? Yeah, you have. Because we don't have anything else to talk about. We're really frustrated by it.
5: Because <laughs> he says the same things and it doesn't give us anything new Ugh.
6: after one hour coming
3: back it's like, oh that's right this is why i stopped playing the game yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
6: anyway jesus did you even try let's talk about HMs and and ff 14 nika's gonna be super excited <laughs> yeah i'm sure some free companies <laughs> dream of open areas exclusively for high level difficult where monsters cannot be fought solo but with a group or an alliance where monsters do not stop when you're sprinting where we find the defensive and conquest contents What? That doesn't make any sense. An area that really, really evolves based on the results of the actions of the players in the area, etc. Basically, something open, scalable, unlimited, promoting the organization, and really hard. He laughs again. No, come on, you. It's something of a totally different game. This is not FF14. To give you a more logical reason, in order to make a really difficult content, you need to have a really logical setup and settings and damage balance to it you have to start off with some mathematical calculations behind it and many formulas for the settings think of an extreme primal for example you fight with a group of eight people but if this was an open field we couldn't know how many people there would be so the formula is always made by x and y but we couldn't put the specific called numbers one to alliance. it one alliance so, if you want a really difficult <laughs> monster to pop in an open area, it's mathematically impossible to create, basically. Really? How about a claim impossible? system?
5: I'll bet so you can do it with a claim games system. Do this.
6: Yeah. yeah. Don't they do that already with hunts, though? They. Do.
3: Or
5: even just yeah. doing a pop system where you pop it yourselves. <laughs> like, and then you know exactly how many people. One fucking alliance.
6: Yeah. Probably you must have played a lot of MMOs from the old school ones, so you must know it. But take extreme mode Ifrit for example. If you beat it with eight people, you might feel that's still challenging. But if we put it in an open field with a bunch of players, more than eight, and a tank kites this monster and he just keeps running around and other people just keep attacking it, this Ifrit can just die immediately and there will be no gimmicks that he normally does, like eruptions and stuff. Uh, he won't be able to do it. And those things are actually what makes Effort what he is. So we have to limit the area and limit the number of people uh, to play content. Otherwise, it's going to be totally impossible. This idea is not that simple to realize. So if you can understand, that would be really appreciated. Jesus,
2: this is actually almost depressing. Do you know, I,
6: I, have you ever well, played Diablo 2? Yeah, uh, not 2, no. Do you, okay, so there was uh, Diablo, of course, one of the main bosses in Diablo Shocker. Yeah. There was a version of Diablo that could spawn named Uber Diablo. That was what he was affectionately termed. Yeah. He would only pop in a game basically there was a ring called Stone of Jordan. And mm-hmm. if you sold Stone of Jordan to an NPC for jack nothing in gold it was a waste of effort. But every so but when you did it, you'd get a little counter that would pop up that say so many Stones of Jordan have been sold to NPCs. And everyone's like, what the hell does that mean? So people started getting these really rare rings and selling them to NPCs for nothing. Until eventually a message popped up in the upper right corner that said, Diablo walks the earth. And in whoever got that message in that game uber diablo would spawn hmm. so anyone who happened to get lucky to get that message yeah. uber diablo would pop and he was a really boss ass buff version of diablo that was very hard to solo certain like really cheesy job classes could do it okay but most often you needed help and he would have sweet loot drops that's awesome why can't something like that exist how hard it's not that hard program they did it in the 90s with diablo
1: yeah i, I i'm not sure exactly what he's driving at i do think that he is pointing out some of the flaws in hunts right because you know he mentions like if you have a paladin that's that's Tanking or kiting the mob, you kind of, and, and you've got like a hundred people that are banging on the thing, you really don't get the full sense of like you're actually fighting yeah, something I mean, and the mechanics are FF there. FF14
5: is a game of mechanics. Well, and, and that, and that, that, and that when was. are in an open world, it's tank and spank, and that's not what he feels FF14 is.
1: Well, and that was kind of a problem with hunts. Like, there was that problem with hunts, especially when they were popular, where you'd have this mob of people come and kill this monster, and you had no sense of what its moveset was. Was or what it was doing or you know like that there was even any kind of challenge involved with any of them so
0: you're just fighting that claw hunt, and yeah. then suddenly you die
1: you're like oh i'm dead res please but you know like i think that's what he's kind of identifying there and i understand that problem and i also think that just saying we'll throw a claim system on it I think that that is probably a little bit more complicated sure. than just saying, well, throw a, just saying that is, is pretty you. easy. Putting that you. in there is probably a little bit more complicated, but I do like the idea of pop items. That way you can control your party. That way it, you don't have to have a hardline claim system that whoever gets there first or whatever, because that kind of environment encourages botting. But I think that you're right. Like a pop system where you've got an item, you trade it to a point, and now that monster is your party's to fight until one of you dies. Maybe you you have to find these ten glowing orbs and place them strategically
6: around the world, and when you do, a huge Cthulhu-like monster spawns, and you have to fight it, and everyone on the (laughs) server gets a notice about it. (laughs) Oh, damn it. Wild beat us to it again. Damn it. it. Uh, Is that
1: something
5: new in Legion?
6: It sure is. We're Uh, going to be talking about it on Final Encounter. It's Awesome.
1: You know, we are going to do it. We are going to do a show where we talk about Legion. It's going to happen. Yeah. Just prepare yourself. Uh, so, so yeah. continuing on with
6: that response however the development team is currently creating something similar to the content you suggested Ooh. something like having a gigantic monster popping somewhere and you need to have an alliance to actually beat it all right this kind of content that we are creating is a new idea but I must say that something like affecting the map by your actions like a meteor falling from the sky and hit the ground like you say that could not happen uh-huh. we are trying to make a similar content so please wait for more details and announcements in the future so what he's saying is like, okay, yeah, it's not going to like change the zone permanently right. when you find it I don't think anyone expected that no, no but that no, said like that's
5: actually encouraging yeah no every single question is like i'm gonna completely like negative answer your question and then my last paragraph say well we're kind of working on it it feels
1: like he's explaining like (laughs) here's why it's not here now but Uh, we're working on it there's some weird tension that was going on in that interview i gotta say like (laughs) both the interviewer got a little bit mouthy and i think that yoshi p got a little bit offended it's kind of, Kinda, funny. yeah. I, I mean, like that's sort of the what I what I what I read in that. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, I just thought that both of these interviews were really interesting. They made some really interesting points, and uh, definitely something worth talking about. If you want to talk about it, give us a call. Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five 515 dot com slash discord. We're gonna go back to our phone lines. We've got Tavis Macbeth, the famfrat hanging on. What's going on, Tavis? Hey, Nero, how's it going? Good. Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. What's up, homie?
2: Uh, well, first off, I want to say thanks for the uh, birthday shout out to my wife yesterday. Uh, nope. I go on Twitch by Asian Cajun, so that's thanks what's up. For that. That's <laughs> what's up.
1: That's what's up. No problem. We uh, we're, we're always happy to do that.
2: <laughs> so, um, mine, uh, my, I guess, thought was more about the rating. Um, I'm one of those players who is a huge Final Fantasy fan that came to 14 because so I really regretted not getting into 11 more. Sure. Um, I tried to play it on Xbox 360, and uh, yeah, that wasn't too fun. So um, I ended up getting into 14, you know, and enjoying the game a lot. And I always felt bad that I didn't get into ratings. So I finally decided, hey, I'm going to try it last uh, last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Did Labyrinth of the Ancients. And it was brutal. Like, I just felt like dead weight. I didn't know what was going on. Um, So, my thought is that maybe, you know, do you think that the game doesn't prepare people for raiding? Like, the game's very single player feeling, and then they get you into dungeons, but. You know, when I did the raid, it was like I got tossed in and I just felt like completely worthless, especially as a paladin who didn't know the mechanics.
1: Well, uh, well, okay. specifically as a paladin going into Labyrinth of the Ancients for the first time and being that it's that I mean, that's pretty old content like that. That was. Uh, you know what was that? Two point two. That that was something like that. Yeah. 2, so two point one. Uh, no, I think it was two point two. Anyway, it was that's that's going back there in the history. So first of all, the people that are doing it, most of them, and I would say the bulk of them, are probably going to end up being uh very very you know like experienced at it. You know what I mean? Like they will have done this a million times. So if you don't know. Especially being a paladin, the polls there are some very specific mechanics in there. Yeah, I can see how you you would feel a little bit left behind. So I think what what may be a recommendation in you know in that area would be to just openly say, "Hey, like I'm catching up. This is my first time. Uh, anything that you can explain to me might you know might help a lot in that area." Um, but I do think that the game in general, in the way that the updates roll out, does prepare you pretty well for that type of content. But it's interesting because you're going back and going going through that now. Does it still prepare you in the same way? Cause I feel like the way that the content was put out and rolled out, you know, my my context of it was at a level was as a level 50 player from the minute a realm reborn was out. So, you know, my my context is going to be very different from someone who just finished the leveling process and may have, you know, have a very, like, solo, uh, you know, solo uh, uh, outlook on that as opposed to my outlook on it, which is, uh, you know, really, really different.
6: I, I didn't finish 50 until 2.0 came out, so, like, I... Wouldn't say I felt lost when I started getting into like things like labyrinths of the ancients, but I also spent a ton of time when we were doing the dark light tome grind, just in uh, freaking Amdapore Keep, like doing my like working with my rotation, just like because you get bored, you're just trying to see like how big a number can I get to pop up on the screen. Yeah, that's what it turns into. Right. So like there was a tons of time practicing my rotation with that, but yeah i would say i got into labyrinth of the ancients and it was a very big like change all of a sudden I'm like oh there's some mechanics i gotta learn and yeah it was different it, i would labyrinth say that I
5: was felt- one of the first things that had like yeah massive scale mechanics but yeah. back then everyone was willing to either explain it or just troll the hell out of you
6: yeah nowadays you're ex- kind of you, you should know probably and especially the
1: tank too like i mean being the tank well and and i don't know that there are necessarily any guides that you could look up for labyrinth of the ancients right now that would be Relevant, even yeah, remotely relevant. You can
6: look up the old Ms. Tech one, but you're <laughs> gonna be
1: vastly overprepared. Yeah, I, I. That's the thing is that you know handling a lot of the mechanics, especially like the ground floor Aoes and stuff like that, used to be a way bigger deal and used to be, uh, you know, uh, treated with import. But I don't think that they are anymore. I, I mean, you it's can, mostly again as a tank, like like it, I I think Skellies, like you're gonna need to know what yeah. to do for the dragon and the, the, yeah. the skeleton room and the uh the the three Atomos where you have to stand on the platform so you can fight the enemy. As a tank, I, th- I feel like you were put in a really bad situation going in there blind as a tank. Yeah. Like, if you had gone in there blind for the raid as a... As, As a, DPS, a DPS, yeah, no problem. You you probably would have had a massively, massively different experience. Don't stand in the shit. That's yeah, all you gotta it, do. yeah, kind of. At this point. Stand ex- in the
0: shit if you want. It's, uh, <laughs> it's
1: but, probably all right. But yeah, no, I, I mean, and that's that's kind of a good point for anyone who's you know coming up in, and leveling a tank for the first time. Like you know, stuff like that, content like that is gonna be confusing on its face. It definitely is. Thanks for the call, Tavis. We appreciate it. If you want to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We'd uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we've got, I think we've got another caller here on the line. We're going to go back to them in just a second, but uh, we, we definitely, we got a lot of emails in the last couple of weeks, like a lot. And uh, I, I'm just looking at the clock here, and I'm not sure. Oh my God! Yeah. I'm not sure how <laughs> many of them we're going to be able to get to. And I feel like, I feel like, if we don't just dedicate an entire episode to it, that we're, we're never going to get through. We're it all. maybe never going to get well, there's through.
3: There's not a lot of content coming
6: out from Final
3: Fourteen. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's
5: like. <laughs> Well, that just happened. 20
6: pages of them. Yeah. 20 pages there's of a, emails came in last week. Of, there's a lot Failing of Failing podcast.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, real quick, let's go back to our phone line. Shinta Sin is hanging on. What's up, Shinta?
4: Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Uh, thank you for having me. So, uh, it was funny because I, was, I wanted to call in earlier before you read the article out, and then that line about the the people that can't play the game well need content and they're basing all around them. And I just literally lost my shit when I heard that. Yeah. But my inquiry really, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this as well, because we talked about like the last time I called, we talked about final fantasy 11 and you know, like they would consistently bring out new content, you know, that wasn't the same thing. Like we already know what we're getting with 14. Unfortunately, like we know that it's just a 24 man dungeon uh, end game raid that basically you know, barely anybody touches anymore. Mm. Uh, like, is do you do you think, besides the fact of like do you think it's just like with the generation of gaming where it is right now like games have to be easier for everybody else like compared to like games how they Man. used to play and that they were harder back in the day like 11 we were like back in the days of Final Fantasy 11 you know as gamers I guess we were used to having to deal with a challenge so when yeah. there was hard content we didn't really we rose to the challenge yeah. nerves. we just basically rose up to it and right. tried to get our shit done but do you think like that's the problem for it like because I know that in the development cycle they could definitely develop newer content if they truly wanted to because they did it for 11 but do you think like it's just that they're set in their ways you think they're just doing it for the easy mode gamers do you think that they legitimately just don't have the talent to do that anymore do you have any opinions on that um you know
5: i th- yeah, see you. I think that honestly it's just the the type of players that exist nowadays in comparison like when I look at 11 I don't see so much challenging content as I see long time consuming content whereas people nowadays just don't have the patience for that kind of stuff so I feel like they're catering to today's gamer rather than it being like a lazy gamer I just feel like gaming and gamers as a whole has changed and evolved and they're trying to to keep up with that. I'm not sure if they exactly are doing it correctly, but I think that they're trying.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I've thought about that a lot about whether or not the way that, that game development is going and And you kind of see this in a, in a microcosm with FF 14 that, you know, it, it, it does seem to be that games are making a lot of concessions to make things easier. And I, I have wondered that myself, whether or not that's a generational divide. And that's just something that we have to deal with as gamers moving forward and dealing with younger, you know, younger players and them, you know, because I feel like that is where the push comes from, that it comes from younger players, less mature players who don't you know, when they're met with a challenge, instead of rising to the challenge, they complain to the person who's in charge of the challenge. And I think that that's, you know, and I, I look, I, I'm i not trying to hate on millennials. I technically am one, but I feel like that that's a very millennial idea. I feel like that whole idea of safe spaces and, you know, uh, you know, these these. Uh, Colleges that have to protect safe spaces. All of this stuff is a very millennial driven idea that I feel like it comes down to, you know, like I didn't get the thing that I wanted and I'm going to complain to my mom about it. So why wasn't it there 10 years ago? Where did Uh, it come from the last 10 years? I mean, parenting is part of it. I, I, I I, I think Um, I also think that we're just, you know, the Internet and the way that it has instant gratification for everyone. I think that that's that's across the board. That's not generational. That's everyone is it's instant gratification no matter what. And the other part of it is, is that with the Internet, you can just live inside your bubble forever. You don't have to listen to another person's opinion. You can just block them from Facebook. You don't ever have to listen to anyone just who did
6: subscribe from LBR. You,
1: yeah, you don't have to listen to, to, to someone that challenges what you think, because there are four other Final Fantasy 14 podcasts that won't challenge your beliefs about this game or won't tell you that this game is in trouble at the moment. And they'll just placate you because you're a fan of the game and because you want to hear someone that is also a fan of the game that's kind of not what we do that, that's inherently not what we do but it does feel like in a way we're moving towards that in this bigger bigger I, uh, this bigger way like as a as a culture and as a society and i don't totally like that i don't like that that's it's it's not a thing that has ever really connected with me Where, you know, like that whole idea of you can't say that or that's not funny. Those those notions, those I I get I get very uh, I get very incensed by those uh, by those notions. So uh, anyway, Shinta, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, We're going to going to have to move on here a little bit before we run out of time. But uh, we want to talk about uh, some totally unconfirmed features that are not coming FF14 anytime soon. Uh, these are great. Oh, yeah. These are... Uh, we, we have dug through the recesses of... Our minds. Our imaginations. Uh, ma- Mailbag. <laughs> yeah, Mailbag uh, uh, interviews. Research, uh, interviews. yeah. Uh, we've research. had interns doing research. Deep, deep Google searches. That's
5: right. Um, Google searches. Dark Google libraries. In the, in the Google library we found something. That's right. Yeah. There
1: you go. Uh, we went into Yoshi's dreams and these are what he dreams about. That's right. Canon. That's right. Uh, so we've got uh, 14... Uh, totally unconfirmed features that are not coming to FF14. Totally. All right. Let's take it away.
6: Number one, we have the FF14 companion app. (laughs) Now you can handle basic FF14 functions through your phone. After linking your phone to the FF14 account, you can now talk to LinkShell and Free Company through your phone. Texting fees do apply at 25 cents (laughs) per line cent. In addition, players can also list items on the market board provided they pay a 5% per item tax at one-to-one guild to penny ratio. Note that players may only use this function if they currently have eight retainers. Finally, you may also play your favorite gold saucer minigame no not lords of reminion it's whack occur all this and more for the low low download price of $7.99 and a $4.99 monthly subscription fee um, <laughs> Oh,
5: actually, when are they releasing the app they did actually talk about never <laughs> no. never. Uh,
6: never
3: never, never. coming <laughs> never supposed before 4.0 but yeah, I right. highly doubt it
1: uh, so another feature that we're going to be seeing are cross-server party finders for link shell and free company events oh great perfect for your fashion shows lala made cafes and other role-playing events oh i really hope that you can put up different tags for what kinds of hentai you're into so oh. people know what to look for just as long as i get to have my cosplay badge next to my name oh absolutely can, or, can
5: i have an actual cat cafe where i pet kitties no cross servers
1: no you Wrong can kind of cats. you can have a cat cafe where you can pet cat
5: men oh well Male um, cat in exactly. i don't know that might not be too bad
0: Hello,
2: kiddies.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, number three. Panicked, clicking to find the drop. <laughs> I gotta find it. Got it. Number three, raid roulette. Finally, Square Enix decides to let us use their old raid environments to allow players to get a bonus to their tomes each and every day. Oh, oh but it's not for color or tower or anything like that. It's for Alexander Gordius
6: only. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I guess it's good that that's here. Yeah,
1: great. Mm. Awesome.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, number four, bringing back the danger. Elite monsters worth absolutely nothing now spawn randomly. Eorzea is a wild and untamed place where anyone can find themselves between a rock and a hard place. But don't worry, max level characters still fly, so only the low levels get shit on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, and our fifth feature We've got Lords of Verblitzball Yes, everything oh. you love about Blitzball Taken out and replaced with Cutesy, stupid bullshit Watch your minions play A bastardized, unrecognizable version Of Blitzball, but we still Call it Blitzball because We just want your fucking money Shit,
6: yeah! <laughs> oh, I've been looking forward to that Event for a while, now I can have my tetus Minion do the jet shot well, I'll tell
5: you, it'll still be better than what we have now Num- ah. Number six Number six
1: from number six. Uh, <laughs> number six. Do I have to read this yes, one? Yes, you do. Number six. Uh, you abs- it's number six. Oh, uh, no. It's <laughs> so number six. It's
6: predictable. It, it's number six. It you absolutely All have right. to read this one. Um, read it. Introducing Wyverns. <laughs>
7: All right. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, (laughs) Joksta. Dragoons will now get a battle wyvern pet to assist them in battle. That's awesome. In order to reward Dragoon mains, only those with a fully upgraded animus will be able to undertake a quest to ally with your draconic companion. Okay, well, that's not too bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to ensure the prestige of the wyvern pet, the quest to obtain the battle wyvern will only be active for 24 hours after implementation. <laughs> <laughs> Failure to complete the quest within the specified time frame will permanently lock the character from receiving the wyvern. <laughs> to make the wyvern more desirable, battle litany has been moved to the wyvern's active commands. <laughs> Dragoo's damage has been adjusted to account for these changes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the
1: fuck you. I'm <laughs> you! <laughs> 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 You could just God hear, damn, you can hear with- how pained it was for him oh to read God. that. That's my favorite thing oh my ever. God. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> God damn
5: it. I'm crying.
6: You, you're crying. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm crying because it's so hilarious. Oh, God. You're
6: Well, I like This makes it even better after Yoshi's statement because now literally only the bad dragoons yeah. get to have a wide-running.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh,
6: right. Number
0: seven.
1: Number no, seven. Number seven. To en- <laughs> I was not expecting that from Nika. Uh, <laughs> to
0: enjoy more Final Fantasy seven med- uh, media. Final Fantasy seven. Final Fantasy fourteen media. Wow! Introducing <laughs> the Final Fantasy fourteen anime and full CGI movie. The anime will consist of 6 <laughs> 20 minute episodes, which detail the history and background of your favorite Scholasticate member. <laughs> 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 In addition, two months later, we'll release a straight-to-DVD Final Fantasy XIV special featuring the Scholasticate <laughs> and their conflicts during the calamity brought by Bahamut. <laughs> oh, my God! This chilling tale will feature many pious peoples who are studying to be clergymen just mere moments before Bahamut raised Eorzea. Watch their stories untold unfold afterwards as they are generally unaffected by and continue their studies. <laughs> In full
1: CGI. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, that is so fucking funny. Of course. Of course they would do it about the Scholasticate, the thing that nobody cares about. And before uh, Hildebrand ventures there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't. Okay. Uh, Introducing Red Mage and Blue Mage. Oh, wow. Nice. They are classes. Oh. Hmm. Red Mage is the base class for Astrologen. Oh, and that makes sense. Blue okay. Mage is the base class for Dark Knight. Oh. <laughs> because they use swords. <laughs> Due to general player discontent, we are adjusting Machinist to not exist. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, damn.
1: Give fucks, girl.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, number nine. Due to the overwhelming popularity of the Relic Weapon quest line, we are adding another Relic quality item to the game. Capes. <laughs> <laughs> through trials and tribulations similar in scope and size to the traditional relic weapon. The relic cape will test your metal in airship exploration, PvP, and the gold saucer. <laughs> we hope players enjoy adventuring to gain access to these wondrous items. Note, capes have no gear slot and will be used for in-town glamour purposes. <laughs> actually, if that wasn't the case, I would actually be totally down Oh, Nika, no, no, don't, don't you say do that, that. You wear a no. cape and it would get me to do PvP and it would actually make people do PvP pvp again hell yes
1: nika
0: don't nika that was a wow reference because wow had a legendary cape questline
6: it's cute i would wear a cape number 10
5: number 10
6: number 10 due to popular request we will be adding a cheese sandwich recipe to the game note the cheese sandwich plus one will be added at a later date and
1: will require a divine touch (laughs) (laughs) FF11 jokes are funny. I feel like that should have been point number 11. Mm. Oh, it should have. Guess oh, we gotta wow. kind of take that for granted. For <laughs> granite?
0: <laughs> Another 11 joke. Speaking of number 11...
1: Number 11!
0: To assist in overall morale, certain players have been removed from the Sergeantannis server, <laughs> and their free company has been disbanded. Oh, I wonder who that is. On a completely rela- unrelated note, Counterpost is now the largest free company on Sergeantannis. <laughs> a development team would like to congratulate them on their contributions to Eorzea uh,
6: there you Oh, there. Oh, okay. So some certain ne'er wells are being banned from the game. What a shock! Yeah,
7: oh, well, <laughs> I'm just still happy. <laughs>
6: Number 12. Number 12. Cross-server friends list. In addition to our cross-server party finder, we will be linking all accounts to an all-encompassing platform that will allow you to add your friends from other servers to your friends list. Hey, okay, that sounds pretty awesome. awesome. To, okay. Yeah, this will allow you to send them messages in real time and Ooh. receive messages you can read at your convenience. That's great. You'll need to link your Square Enix account, Mog Station account, FF14 account, and FF11 account where applicable. The new platform will be handling this as well as a slew of new features such as updates on play online please look forward to
1: it <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Number, 13. number 13 we are adding support for polyamorous marriages oh, yeah. that's
0: great. Oh. Well, i'm sure some people would want that really yay mormons
9: yeah i mean no
5: there are people that just have that lifestyle no no judgment no judgment for me
6: uh, no You'll judgment get... for the ears. Good judgment from me. Support for polyamorous marriages. So literally everyone on Balmung.
5: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And. But it's only Balmung only.
1: Yeah. Balmung only. There you go.
0: Uh, Number 14. Number
1: 14.
0: Reducing ability bloat and DOT ticks. Oh. In order to reduce the number of abilities that players have to press during combat, we'll be removing fracture. <laughs> oh great! Regarding dot abilities, the tick system was unintuitive to some players, such as relic holders. As such, once a player has inflicted a dot dot on a monster, a player will now have to hit an ability called perpetual damage that will call uh, cause all dots effects to do damage. Oh, this new ability can only be activated once every three seconds. <laughs> However, to ensure that all players will still have buttons to press with the loss of fracture, character auto attacks will be replaced with an ability at called manual attack. And must be used in lieu of your character actually attacking automatically. Oh. For balance purposes, casters must draw, must now draw runes with their mouse or controller for each spell (laughs) they cast. (laughs) With these new changes, Dragoon pets have been made uncombative. (laughs) (laughs) Dragoon damage remains
6: unchanged. You know, in one
5: point, you actually did have to click manual attack. Yeah, wasn't that a great
1: idea? No. No.
6: (laughs)
5: You had light attack and heavy attack. You had to manually block,
1: too, with your shield. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So there you go. There's 14 features that are totally not coming into FF14. Unconfirmed. Totally unconfirmed. Totally unconfirmed. Totally. Totally. Right. <laughs> you got to use totally. <laughs> it, it. If you use totally at least twice, it becomes a BuzzFeed title. It becomes very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's check out what's going on in the FFFL.
6: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to your Week 5 update in the Final Fantasy Feast League. Last week, saw some of our best matchups of the season, with games going right down to the wire. Speaking of the wire, it was a pretty quiet week uh, after the flurry of activity the past couple weeks on the waiver wire. The Avengers and Verminion Lords continued to make weekly changes, as Callow took Aldo for Sage, and Juxta dropped Setzer to pick up the marmots he didn't slay in 1.0 as part of the Special <laughs> Marmot Defense Force. Yes, specifically those marmots. In our first matchup... Titans banana hammock continue to play tough at home routing the Red Wings in the naval the win moves them to four and one and into second place in the eastern division while the Red Wings fall to oh and five I oh, haven't that's... wait
1: I haven't won a single game yet you have not
6: yeah hey I'm running a perfect record that's correct
2: <laughs> uh, next kidding obviously.
6: The Melusine Marauders move to 2-3 and three as they march into Quarry Mill and get the job done against Beambo USA. The beat goes on for Bimbo as they fall to 0-5, and, and for those wondering, yes, just like the Chickabos in the Super Senpai Megaforce, the Red Wings do play Beambo USA in week 12 of the season. Like the toilet bowl. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Speaking of the Super Senpai Megaforce, the rich get richer this week as they handily defeat El Negro Grande. They advance to 5-0 and 0 on the season, while El Negro Grande now sits at 1-4. and 4. That's
1: racist. It's very true.
6: Another tight match for the Edelweiss Avengers as they pull out a narrow win against the Verminion Lords, sponsored by Bud Light. No joke there, they just sponsor everybody. It was a (laughs) match that was probably closer than it should have been, seeing as the Verminion Lords were playing man down. Inexplicably, the Marmots that Juxta did not slay in 1.0 as part of the Special Marmot Defense Force, yes, specifically those Marmots, did not show up to the field. We've tried to reach them for comment, but there has been no response. The Verminion Lords fall to 2 and 3, while the Avengers go to 4 and 1. Juxta, do you want to Comment on those marmots not showing up?
0: Uh no comment on them. They're probably gonna get dropped uh because of their poor uh poor team performance, I must say. <laughs> Juxa, did you finish the job finally?
6: Don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> and lastly, in one of the all-time bonehead choke jobs, in a match that sparked your dreams of fame and glory, only to trip at the finish line, the Detroit Lions, or the Balom T Rexars, <laughs> fall to the Chocobo or Chickabows. It was a close match that saw... You know what? I can't do this. Cut the music. Cut, cut, cut it. I I can't do this. What? 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 He's not even
5: ready for what?
6: What? I need to have a little talk with you, GM to GM, right now. Uh, So here's the thing. Um, You know, the league's all about sportsmanship, and and I get that. And I went into this week, you know, you guys have been a juggernaut all season. I'm going on the road. The missing member's a very tough place for any male character to play. I get that. (laughs) I didn't have great expectations to come in and, and win, which is why it was so shocking to me on Saturday morning when my team was inexplicably leading. By and, 2%, it was, and it was that's not inexplicably okay. I was expecting to lose by like forty, so it was it's, more it's bad, amazing to I? me when I got off work that night with two hours left in the poll, and I was still leading. And even more inexplicable when I was at Buffalo Wild Wings watching CM Punk get his ass handed to him by Mickey Gall with fifty minutes left, that I was still leading. So I then wake up this morning to find out that not only did I lose, <laughs> I lost by eight votes.
5: <laughs> Which Actually, I, I did I ahead wonder, in the middle of the day. Oh, and yeah, yeah. The who, again, so. who exactly
6: was it? Who Who did you grovel to?
5: Who did you beg? Just, yeah. The voters just saw the appeal in the strong women of Final Fantasy. Yeah, that and is uh, why I make, no. make here. I'm, the women. I'm... women can do what men can do. Yeah, in, in the last
6: <laughs> 50 minutes, they all just thought, you know what? women's rights are great I'm gonna show up and vote for the chickabos here oh
5: you guys are killing Absolutely.
0: me you guys are killing me I have a drop right for this smart <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect oh
6: come on <laughs> so I, I just I just want to know was it family Do you have family to do it? (laughs) (laughs) My family doesn't have Twitters. I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering, you you in those last 50 minutes convinced eight people to go vote for you. I'm I'm curious who it was.
5: Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm telling you, it was actually, 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 I'm going to be truly honest with this, is that there were people that hadn't heard of the FFFL, and I said, hey, my whole podcast does this thing of Final Fantasy characters, you'd love Uh this. They're like, hey, link me to the blog. So I did, and they're Uh like, this is so cool, I'm going to vote next week, too. I'm like, yeah.
6: I would just like to go ahead and get, I don't know if we have the audio available but if we do, can we pull the audio of the end of last season of Nika saying, and I quote this whole event is stupid.
5: Actually, I'll tell you the only reason I care is because I really want to face the Because you're
1: 5 no, Yeah, you really care because you're <laughs> winning. That's yeah, that what it says. is. You know, there's something to that. Once, once I realized that I was kicking all of your asses in Pokemon Go, I was like, "That's it! I'm going to be a Pokemon master." Mm-hmm. Especially when I saw how angry it made all and of I'm you. And I'm
5: telling you, the reason I'm winning is because of the strong women. You can't go wrong.
1: You that or you you know, got those kids voting for you in your Nika, class. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I think it is. Oh, you she's getting her, for her little, yeah, her kindergartners to go on Twitter and vote. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think directing well, kids. The kindergartners-
5: do you play Pokemon Go. I'm
1: just saying that directing kids to any part of this show would probably not be a good idea. Yeah. I, I very clearly <laughs> do make that. sure,
5: like, I don't even bring my LBR bag to school anymore. I make sure not to wear, even on, like, work days, I'm like, I shouldn't wear this in case a student is here and reads it. And yeah.
1: It. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> smart. I make sure on purpose. That's probably smart, because we say a lot of dumb shit on this program.
6: You might right. not
4: want to tell your friends about that. Alright,
6: bring your bring bring the music back up. I'm, I'm ready to finish this up. Oh, I, okay. Oh my gosh. God, I'm not, I'm totally
1: not even <laughs> I to be for, on the ball yeah, when I'm doing this, geez, man. God, I don't you know like music, There you we go. This.
6: Anyway, the Balam T-Rexars fall to 2-3, and three, while the Chickabos surge to 5-0 and oh on their cheap win.
5: The <laughs> no, this is a close win, and I I, I applaud you on your effort. Oh.
6: <laughs> on the waiver wire this week, we have Setzer, Saj, Freya, Renoa, Shadow, Rosa, Cecil, Red 13, Refia, and Leon. On the waiver wire order, we'll be looking at Papa Woody, followed by Gordor, Mad Hatter, Surin, Aniro, Malkithera, Nika, Ascalia, Juxta, and Callow. And our matchups for this week. First, the Melusine Marauders will travel to the Blom Garden Training Center for a match with the t rexars This match will be a crucial one as they both trail Titans Banana Hammock for second in the division. Speaking of Titans Banana Hammock, they'll have their chance to avenge their only loss on the season as they prepare the naval and welcome in the Chickabos. Beambo USA heads back on the road against this again this week as they travel to the Rogues Den Fight Club for a match with the Edelweiss Avengers. Since losing in week one, the Avengers have been on a tear, winning four straight. The Super Senpai Mega Force is gearing up for their trip to the Gold Saucer as they take on the Verminion Lords this week.
0: Oh, not, man, not again. <laughs> Shit.
6: What moves will we see out of the Verminion Lords this week to try and fill their now vacant roster slot? And lastly, El Negro Grande hits the road this week, traveling down to Castle Baron for a match with the Red Wings. We were able to secure a comment from the Red Wings' remaining fan base. They both said they'll be at the game, but they're expecting a strong turnout from their opposition. <laughs>
1: and that's what's going on in the FFFL this week, guys. Remember, tune in to limitbreakradio.com this Tuesday. For your update, that's right. And uh, voting goes down on Twitter, so make sure that you're following at Limit Break Radio when those polls go out, and you can uh, vote for your favorites. And uh, yeah, and that's that's how we decide the winners here. So uh, again, that's Twitter.com slash the hardest
6: Apparently, apparently. That's that's the Callow special right there. Let me tell you something: the, the last hour surge of forty votes. Man, I, got, I, don't, I, I Nika, you got Callow to do it for you, didn't you?
5: What? You no. Paid actually, Callow. Callow was, actually, what I noticed, I was looking at the total amount of votes, and Callow still had more votes than ours, so he's campaigning something fierce, for sure. That's
1: I don't know why he doesn't show up to this goddamn show. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Uh, we got to read some emails. We've got uh, about a 10, half. 10,000 of them. We've got a half an hour left, and that's, I mean, we can probably get through a few of them. So uh, who wants to take this first one here? Uh, anyone? No Someone. I just read a lot. Okay.
6: I
9: guess I'll do it. I'll okay. Do
1: it
5: all right guys first off i really enjoy the show i stopped playing 14 after beating t5 coil in early 2014 i believe but i've been listening to your show every week since I have a fairly hefty daily commute. I could not be less enthused about the direction FF14 has gone, yet I still find myself listening to your podcast, as funnily enough, I've come to really look forward to hearing your familiar voices and daydreaming about having an MMO I actually look forward to playing.
1: Uh, this you guy know, has a special for two years after quitting the game. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying, we have a whole other show about video games. It's called Final Encounter Cast. Yeah, so you, you should, should check it out. Check it out, maybe. Check it
5: out. All right. Maybe. Check it out. On check to my question. Will we ever see another MMO similar to 11? No. no why am I no. reading this one? Yes. I was an 11 no-lifer back in the early 2000s when I was in high school and college, and I'm still fondly looking back at those years as my most fun, from a gaming perspective at least. I certainly understand that not everyone was thrilled with the amount of time commitment required in 11, but I can't fathom 11 being anywhere near as fun as it was without the challenge slash time sink slash community. I recently started listening to your old FF11 be our podcast and have been having an absolute blast hearing about some parts of the game I didn't even get the chance to participate in like salv- salvage. Listening to these podcasts has given me some mixed feelings however. It is as it is a fairly depressing reality to face that there may never be another MMO experience akin to 11 ever again. Something I found interesting listening to your podcast was how casually you all went through the game not me. Sometimes only playing a few times a week and mostly on the weekends. Shit, it took a few of you upwards of three years to get to 75. This got me thinking. If 11 were released today and everything was held constant except the fact that I now have 50 plus hour a week jobs, would I still be that interested in the game? The answer is yes. Although I can't say you you actually know that. My god, how awesome would it be to have a game that requires years of time commitment and I'm not kidding. Am I wrong to assume that there is still a large enough gaming audience that actually yearns for a challenging game environment to immerse itself in for years on end? Frankly, a large part of the reason I haven't come back to 14 is the fact that I can come back at any time and be caught up on everything and progressing in a top tier rating environment inside a month or two. My goal with this email wasn't to start another discussion about why or why not 14 is falling deeper and deeper into the abyss, but rather to explore whether there is still a population of gamers that want a slower, less flashy, legitimately difficult, story-driven MMO that encourages a real community again. Whenever I have tried to start up 14 or even consider giving WoW another shot, I constantly find myself trying to grind as fast as possible to endgame. Why? Because the game itself is unbearably easy and there is no community until the endgame, if you can even call that a community. Why is the MMO developer community focusing on catering to the plebs slash teenagers that want instant gratification in a game where they can literally see every bit of content with ease? Part of why 11 was so fun for me was that a lot of the legitimate endgame was shrouded in mystery.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Shroud.
5: F 11 is a perfect example of an MMO with a small population that remained profitable for SE for years upon years. Why are no other companies trying to occupy this space? Why is every company looking for ways to compete with WoW and flaming out slash becoming F2 p F free-to-play instead of finding a comfortable niche at a lower and profitable tier? Maybe I'm just stuck in my cranky old man 28-year-old ways, but I desperately want a game that I can sink my teeth into and know that my hard work and dedication is actually worth something and will continue to be worth something for years to come. Sorry for the- a long email, but thank you again for producing such a great podcast. It saddens me, however, that I'm getting more entertainment value out of your 10-plus-year-old FF11 podcast because of the content, but it is what it is, I suppose. All the best, Nick. Or Enos, a 75... 75... FF11, Ninja, Ranger, Samurai, Paladin, Bart, and Beastmaster. Thank
1: you, Nick, uh, for that email. And here, uh, here's what... Yeah, I do think that that kind of game is gone. and yeah. I don't think that we're gonna get it back.
5: But I mean, and, he says- I so he's like, am I the only one who? No, still wants you're not. To you're not the only no. one.
1: You're. you're- I,
5: we did have this conversation a few like an hour ago on the show that I think that the general majority of people who are like the the main gaming audience is 28 years old or 30s and they have jobs. They don't have that much time. And while you say you'd be interested in that, if you have a 50 plus hour work week and 11 was released now, I. I don't know if you can say with 100% certainty that you would be just as into it as you were back then.
1: Now, here's the thing. Okay, I think that you that it's possible to still make that game, and I think that it's still possible for that game to succeed. But what I don't see is the will from a company large enough to pull it off. Because what you need is you need an IP that's strong enough that hooks people Enough that makes them want to play and keep playing and keep adding to that world. Again, we we I, I talked about this with WildStar. There is no reason to play WildStar unless you are already an MMO player, right? Yeah. Like it would take a game like WoW or Final Fantasy or Elder uh, Elder Scrolls Online to change up the formula and to to make a, a a decision that was not driven by what they're driven by now, which is the bottom line, making profit. And so they look to each other, the successes and failures in the market, to be able to suss that out. Whether that's a good idea or a bad idea in the end. Is, is still remains to be seen because we're in the second era of MMOs. We've seen a lot of second era MMOs fail miserably. This one is hanging on. But I think that this, specifically FF14, is a testing ground for that that particular idea, or at least could be a testing ground for that particular idea, where can you have an MMO that still presents a large challenge on that level. You you have to do that with with either a game that's already have that has an established community or following like one that has a strong IP or it's not going to get done. You're not going to attract an audience for long enough for for a long enough time to be able to get that done. You need to have the overhead to float the game's failure before it becomes a success. There is no MMO that is a success out of the gate. It starts with a lot of interest. You look at Blade and Soul, look at uh, Black Desert Online. It starts with a lot of interest, and then you get a huge fall off in the third month. Yep. That's that has been the trend. And what you need is you need a company. Company who can float it Through that Third That fourth That fifth That sixth month And
6: because, you need the IP You need you, the IP Attached to it 11 yep, you need the would not IP have survived Without the, Final Fantasy On the front Exactly front
1: Exactly that's, that's, sure. it, that's exactly it So You've got those two very important, uh, important factors that rub up against each other because you've got corporate sitting there saying, well, this is a Final Fantasy title. We want to maximize its, its success and we want to make sure that we're bringing people in on this service because, I mean, I'm sure that Yoshi P had to do some pretty big convincing on uh, in- internally to keep that game a subscription model. And not just send it out there with a ton of microtransactions to try to maximize the profit. I mean, you know, you've you've got to understand that, you know, for as, for as many of uh, as bad decisions that we saddle Yoshi P with, he's also trying to balance the expectations, not just of us, but of the company as well.
6: It is weird to like have to step back and remember that at the end of the day, there's a
1: board of directors he answers to. If they're not happy, right. the game's changing. That's exactly it. Yep. And 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 if he's not willing to do it, they'll fire him and find someone who is. We saw that with Tanaka. Mm-hmm. So you know, like Tanaka also failed, though. Did he? I mean, well, the game wasn't making any money. Yeah, but the game was also pushed out way ahead of schedule. He got, they don't care about that. W- but corporate set a release date. Said, "Fuck you! You've got to m- meet the release date." And it was half done. Right. I mean, the the product wasn't even fully there yet. I, they, I think, I, I don't know that Tanaka deserves as much of the blame as he got for 1.0. I'm
0: sure he doesn't, but the fact of the matter is that at the end of the day, he did fail. Was it because the cor- corporation basically sabotaged him? I mean, that's a
1: debate. That's right. here or there. Is, yeah. the fa-
6: is the failure on his shoulders or not? Who knows? The failure at the end of the day lies at his feet. Yeah. And, he has and, to live with it.
1: And the same thing can be said for Yoshi P right. now.
0: right? Although I wouldn't say... Yoshi has failed yet. I mean, they're still making money on this game.
1: Right. As lackluster as it is. Yeah. that's I can't say that. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Uh, uh, again, thanks for the email. We appreciate it. Right, let's take this. Through. I'll get
0: it. No, okay. Uh, wow. well, it's nice and short. Alright Hi LBR folks Just wanted to send a message uh, To thank you To all the support uh,
1: Wow Fuck my Man lo- good thing it's you- a short email <laughs> Wow Just wanted Jumps to Jumps in send- to take the email Then slaughters it Can we like oh, Maybe we should go through this And like rearrange
6: some of the words for him <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to send a message To thank you
0: For that awesome Proper send off to uh, Episode For episode of Final Fantasy 11 it was great on so many levels. All those old references and bits and uh, the legendary Aniro bagpipes. It was like being warped back in time for a few hours, a reminder of how deep Vonadil's roots had grown. Won't lie, my heart was in my throat a few times. Bittersweet indeed. I hate that I couldn't be there to join in live. Also, Tom too. I hope he comes around more often. Miss that guy. Oh, and that talk at the end of Nero? that was awesome. Powerful stuff. Oh, thanks. Thank you for sharing that. Anyone who wouldn't be rooting for you all that all after that is dead inside. Again, thank you sincerely for that. Uh, a wonderful surprise and a great show. I know I'll be listening to it again. So till next time, all the best and stay awesome. Slash salute, Shari of Pandemonium, aka Mitovo.
1: Well, thank you for that email. We appreciate it. And yeah, that was a fun show. That that we uh, we didn't know really how that would go. And we knew that a lot of people were going to be surprised when we flipped it over to Vana Deal. Um, yeah. But I still think that the reaction to the old Eleven intro. From the chat room was maybe one of my favorite <laughs> moments that I've ever had on a live stream. I, I've yeah, never seen great. our chat go ballistic like that. I know it was, it was so funny.
6: <laughs> oh god, the new intro comments. Oh were the god, best. that
1: was that was so funny. Thank
6: you guys for saying that. Yeah, no, too too funny. <laughs> uh, this next one here says, "Hello guys, Nika, you get no respect because of Scuro." I think <laughs> it's a... still f- on that. Nope. There. I think it's about time to give Papa Woody the mic until Callow proves himself again. Well,
5: we do. He's he's sitting <laughs> he's right right there. He's on no, it. but I think I think that they're also saying because Calo hasn't proven himself when Calo comes back he doesn't get the mic mic.
6: oh and Papa should be able to just shit lord over him for an episode just a thought that might be fun later taters sent with love evil hippie P.S. Nika will only earn my respect again if she berates Skrull live (laughs) on the air
5: I have done that multiple times just because, I, just because I quoted him once Now I've lost all respect Well, you've gotta balance the scales, Nika
1: You've gotta balance the scales uh-huh. It's out of whack, it's out of balance <laughs> You paid him a compliment And then, because, it, you know that that shit gets to his head you've then Jesus got to, Christ, how many times do I have to apologize for that? You gotta cut him down right after that You can't, you, you just, you can't let him think that he's people <laughs> Okay? Okay <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's take our next email This is from uh, Kari Hello LBR, I'm uh, a bit Of a fan of alternate Alternate history uh, And there's times when I look at parts Of the story uh, in Final Fantasy 14 and wonder what would have happened if things turned out a little bit differently, which is interesting that they mentioned that because that's one of the things that Yoshi P had mentioned was under uh, you know, like it was for it, Yeah, Curry? yeah, it was a thought. Yeah. So. Are you Yoshi P? Dun, 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 dun. Here's two of my favorites. One, uh, what if the Lo- Warriors of Light joined Ysail's rebellion against Ishgard back in 2.4? Would the Scion- would the Scions disavow you? Uh, would you work with uh, Vishab at the the steps of faith instead of defending ishgard or would that be the point where the warrior of light returns to the scions uh i've been meaning to write a fanfic based on this uh and then two when nabrialis kidnapped minfilia what was his plan for her uh, i often wonder what would have happened if she was taken as a host for an Asian. uh
6: if you go like ahead.
5: if we failed the chrysalis
1: yeah. If if you go
6: online, I'm sure you can find tons of scenarios playing out <laughs> after Nabrialis takes Minfilia hostage. I'm uh, sure you can get all kinds of material on that.
1: Do you guys have any parts of the story where you wonder how it could have changed if something went differently? Thanks for all the fun. And that's from uh, Kari Al-Kanarsh, Alkanashi uh, from the Goblin server. Thank you for that email. Um, I don't know. I don't think that that's something that I've ever really considered. What if something had played out differently? Yeah yeah hmm what
0: if during uh two point five five during the Sultana cutscene, the Warrior of Light doesn't hold back and he just murders all of the uldan soldiers and then becomes a, an actual outlaw Ooh, Okay.
5: actually Aww. i always I always wonder like the sim in that similar situation like what if Merle Wibb and Kanai Senna had actually done something
1: yeah what if they, what if they hadn't pushed out and left? yeah yeah,
3: yeah, or they were behind it oh my god
5: oh my gosh Melchioria what if Harjifan didn't die get away he would
0: just be giving you hot chocolate there's nothing special about yeah that's
5: the thing is that
0: isn't there
1: you know again Harjifan's kind of like the Kurt Cobain of Final Fantasy 14 he's most notable for dying yeah, but yeah. like if Kurt Cobain was still alive, we wouldn't have the Foo Fighters. What the fuck's up with that? Well, yeah, yeah, you're kind of right. Uh, I'm not again. I'm not saying that Kurt Cobain didn't contribute anything. I'm just saying the thing that he's most famous for is blowing his own head off with a shotgun.
0: What if the Warrior of Light allied with the Crystal Braves?
1: Oh, during the uh, during the, uh, well, why would
0: break. that have happened? Why wouldn't it have happened? You know what? Alcernod, I've been, you screwed it up. I'm joining the other team. I've been working with these science forever and I have gotten paid for shit. <laughs> I'm going to be a mercenary. I'm going to make fucking bank because who are these assholes to? Uh, they can't they can't stop me. Really?
3: There's there's
5: warrior warrior of I love it. <laughs> Actually, the biggest what if I wonder, though, is like back in 1.0, if the story hadn't changed and I still had my uh, Mikote companion, what would she be like today?
1: I've always uh I've always really kind of wanted a chance to join up with the Garleans because they make some good points. <laughs> <laughs> the Garleans are right. It's the
5: Warrior of Lightness like, joins the Garleans.
1: Yeah. Why not? I mean you'd have an entirely different game from another point of view. Yeah, you'd hang yeah, out with the it's Warriors of Darkness. Not that hard. I mean, come on. That's just like a few copy and paste, you know, just
0: figure it out. When would you defect to the garleans though because that would have a big pretty big impact if you defected right at the start of the game you're just a small nobody or whatever but if you yeah, defect no. with gaius at the very end yeah you're gaius's right hand right Can you
6: imagine if you defected
1: now
5: i think what, that would be, be kind of like, cool
1: like if, if if you could uh at some point join up with the garleans yeah yeah we probably don't have that. enough staff
5: to create that much different storylines, though.
1: <laughs> no. So, no, you're um, not wrong. <laughs> I, I know it would be weird, but yeah. That'd be awesome, though. Yeah, I'm down for that. It anyway.
5: would require a lot of thought and development, though, to have like three or four different ways that the word like could play out, and I just think that'd be really difficult.
1: Oh yeah, that's a lot of development. That's a lot, there's a lot involved with that. But It would be interesting though. I think it would be uh really But It cool. wouldn't it be F14. It, would,
5: it would be a whole different MMO.
1: You're right. I mean, but that would be cool <laughs> 14, as 14. as a concept for an MMO. But here's the thing. As cool as that concept is, and I just kind of want to tie this back to the original point, as cool as that concept is, without a name like Final Fantasy or World of Warcraft or uh, you know, Elder Scrolls, that's kind of a cool concept, but yeah, you're not I'm not I'm not spending the 40 bucks to get in Or the 60 bucks to get in You know like again that goes back to the whole Wildstar thing like there was nothing at Wildstar that hooked me in there to begin with Why would I have played it to begin with oh because it's got some good mechanical design that's cool punk cartoon (laughs) what more do you need look that's gonna i mean that's gonna be fine for some fucking people but it's just not gonna do it for me but again uh, as for as cool as 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 a you know uh, a a multiple arching uh storyline is or or a dynamic storyline is as a concept for an mmo if it doesn't have that that hook in there i Mm -hmm. just don't know that it even that it succeeds look at star wars look at star wars the old republic again i I, like i think i think if they had set the old republic not in the old republic but actually in something that was a little bit more relevant to the movies that are coming out now oh yeah like post-galactic civil war yeah it would have really driven a whole lot more interest in it and i mean uh, granted i know i'm just saying make Star Wars Galaxies again, but...
6: Yeah, that was the problem. It was like, they literally already had an MMO in that time period. Well, it, but it no, wasn't, Darth Vader was still alive in that one, so that was during the Civil War. But it wasn't very good, is the problem. Oh, you have know, a lot of people who disagree. Galaxies survived for a long time. It did, uh, but... I've never but,
5: even heard of that until just now, so clearly there's something wrong about it. But it had, it, it had some, some very
1: fundamental problems with the I game. Agree. And also would not have been one that you would have been able to continue because of the framework that it had
6: yeah it, it definitely
1: when it died it was kind of because it was at the end of its life cycle. It, it was one of those like you know you go back to ff11 now and clearly that game does show its age but it, it it's it's not it's not quite as clunky as older games from that period can be right like yeah, you can galaxies would be yeah galaxies would not have have you would not be able to say the same thing if you tried to play that but, no. you, but you look at it and like it did live what eight nine years on a Absolutely. sub model
6: it did great yeah it did fine uh, all right let's go on to the next email here sure uh, I'm really disappointed in the fact that Zelfatal is being relegated to a dungeon and I feel uh, like a lot of the people discussing this are actually underplaying the implications people have compared this to making the salt moors and keeper of the lake a dungeon that is not actually an apt comparison take a look at an annotated map of Aorzia. the salt moors and keeper of the lake are locations points of interest on the map. Zelfatol is an entire continental region. It's a region, yeah. A yeah. more apt comparison would be if Dravania had been a dungeon instead of consisting of the Lowlands, Hinterlands, Cherning Mist, Isleshire 4 Dungeons
1: and a Raid. That's yes. See, that's that is exactly what I was getting at, was that it felt like Zelfatol would have been two zones to cover that entire region.
0: Okay, well, just because it's gonna be a dungeon doesn't mean it's not also going to be a zone like just because they call it Zelfato doesn't mean that it's not actually going to be like Zelfato, the caves of Garuda's Ballsack or something.
1: <laughs> well, and, and, and actually, Juxta, I thought you brought up a good point the last time that we had talked about this is that that is a very mountainous region anyway. And there's probably limit. There's you know kind of limited stuff that you could do with an environment like that. Exactly. That's so. exactly
0: the point I made. <laughs>
1: So is that not you? Did you not make
0: that? I thought you made that point. I I (laughs) totally made that point. Okay. (laughs) What's (laughs) wrong
6: Nothing. So it's a bummer that (laughs) Zelfatol is just a single dungeon, but also potentially intriguing. Uh, Everyone assumes the expansion will center around Alamigo, but without Zelfatol, all we are left with is Yirabanya. Where else could we be going? Based on previous comments from Yoshi P, as well as the FF10 themed items related to FanFest, C seems like uh, our common clue. Perhaps we'll be going to the Sea of Jade. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Pog- Poglton? Pog- Poglton? Uh The Amaljah homeland or the islands in between. Torquil,
1: rather dashing of Belmont. Thanks for that email, Torquil. Interesting thought. It is, a, it is an interesting thought. And I, what I a mean, swerve. Yeah, I, again, though, I, I really, really hope that you're right, though, that uh, th- having Zephytl as a dungeon is not indicative that that will cover that entire region of the map. But I don't, think that that leaves me with a whole lot of confidence that we're going to be seeing I mean, much from that i look over, at Z-
5: but now that i'm looking at this map that he linked Zelvatol is right above gradania which is right above alamigo so if we actually are going to alamigo this dungeon like since we know the dragon song war is over and we're leading into the next expansion this right. dungeon could kind of be the key way into Zelvatol, which will lead to alamigo
0: You know what? What if Square Enix throws a curveball and this dungeon is actually like kind of like the gatekeeper and then they're going to release a Zelfato zone before the expansion hits.
5: I, that, would, I, I would did, be shocked. Exactly what I just said. That would
1: blow my
3: mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'd, put 50 bucks on it. That does not happen. Yeah, there's no not way. Not the it's way this like, shit's going down looking lately. Looking
5: at the map, though, it looks like it would, doesn't it? It does look, look like you would have... In the first update after the Dragon Song War has ended and that you have to go through Zelfatol to get to Alamigo?
6: A new region and a patch? I lose my mind. No. I, I, don't I, I can't see it happening. No. I think
5: it's a hint. No, hang on. Basically,
1: they did it with Diadem. Hang on. And in the 2.0, they did add Ninja. So if they're not adding a new job at some point, maybe it's not completely uncon- like, yeah. I- inconceivable that that could happen. They also added Gold Saucer and Wolves Den. Get the fuck out.
5: Gold well, Saucer <laughs> was an entirely new area, though. Like yeah, whole- you're
1: right. It was. It was. Interesting. And all the housing stuff. I I They, hi- they I added I- a whole bunch of zones. I doubt it, but you know what? That would be a badass move if they did it. Wouldn't rule it out. Oh no! I'm not saying that it's impossible, but I'm. I'm. It's highly unlikely. But <laughs> let me dream. <laughs> but if they did it, it would be a badass move. It, it would be a it, great move.
5: But it doesn't mean also that we won't get a Zephyr Zone in the expansion as well. Like this could just be the kind of like hint that we're going to get it. Yeah, you're right. In 4.0. Yeah, you're right. Get it early.
1: All right. Who wants to take? Uh, let's. This is going to be our last email today. This is from uh, Revin Capelli. Who wants to take this one?
5: I guess I'll do it since I just read a bunch. All right. Hello, LBR. Revan Capelli of Sargatanas here. I just wanted to share a quick thought about an email read on episode 77. You guys were talking about horizontal progression and gear swapping during battle and whether or not it could work in 14. I understand why they decided to can this idea since one, the amount of gear you had to carry in 11 was absolutely ridiculous and two, it also seems really silly to take time in the middle of combat to change your entire outfit. (laughs) Yeah, it does. I think there would be a couple different ways to use this idea while avoiding those two issues. One idea is to allow swapping during combat, but discourage it with some type of penalty. For example, look at the Berserk ability and the pacification debuff it gives you where you can't attack for five seconds. I think swapping one piece of gear takes one global cooldown seems fair. What do you guys think? Also, didn't one point have that? I feel like it did. Mm, like, you could change gear in battle, but it would, like, put all your abilities on reset or something?
1: I don't I feel like it that. did, That no? does not sound even yeah. remotely familiar to me.
5: God, it did. Anyway, uh, my second idea is to rework the materia system to work more like it did in FF7. What if instead of materia slots on every piece of gear based on level, there were only materia slots on weapons and possibly accessories, too? Also, instead of requiring a skilled crafter to meld materia and possibly fail, they would be easily changeable on the fly and never consumed in the process. This would also solve the gear inventory problem since materia stacks and swapping stats via materia, materia swapping doesn't change your character's look. Give more materia slots to rarer gear, allow swapping during combat as stated above, and this allows for more strategic combat as well as some variation between players.
1: An interest That's an interesting suggestion. Yeah, they'd have to make materia interesting though. Yeah, I mean, that that's a third overhaul of the materia system that I just don't know that we'd ever see. And and it's kind of and it's kind of disappointing because I feel like that's a, if they had thought about it a little bit more that they could have come up with something like that and I like that idea much more than what we have currently for materia.
5: Yeah, it's a it is a lot of thought though because the original reason in eleven for switching gear was that different weapon skills required different stats or right. that a certain piece of gear would like enhance a certain ability like third eye or meditate would get more whatever. So like yeah, they would have to actually have materia that would affect abilities which then in turn would affect. Like the entire balance of the right case. And,
1: and well, and your your auto attack uh, was based on your attack skill versus you know some weapon skills were uh, based off of uh, modifiers in the vet or in strength or in dex, and you kind of had to go out of your way to be able to tell which one it was, and uh, yeah, that that was that was part of the reason for having gear swapping in FF11, but again, it, it, you know, like. It was such an interesting part of the game that made gear really... Really attractive. It made mm. gear that was like out of the way really attractive, and it made doing events that were out of their way really, really attractive. And
0: you gotta get these gloves because they have minus ten percent spell
6: casting speed, which I'll use in every single macro. Well, and you knew when someone was properly macroing for their weapon skills. like, yeah. If you had two two degrees next to each other, one of them would do a thousand damage more. Yeah. Like you could really affect your damage with
1: it. Yeah. And and I understand why they wanted to move away from that but i think that it was an interesting concept that they could attempt to revisit but they'd have to rework so much to be able to do that yeah. that i don't see that being a viable option for you know on the on the development uh, side of that so not at this point yeah. yeah not at this point but i do think that those are some great suggestions and, uh, boy, I, I again, I really wish that that was what we had versus <laughs> what we had gotten with this most recent Materia overhaul. Because, I mean, I got to say, you know, for the Materia overhaul, quote unquote, it really didn't overhaul the system all that much. It just gave us Materia slots on gear that wouldn't have otherwise had Materia slots on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I- I'm kind of curious, like, where's the second part of this overhaul that we're supposed to see? please look forward to it. <laughs> I don't
0: want to I don't want anything to do with materia.
6: Yeah, I'm sick of materia. Yeah. Who cares? All right.
0: It just ended up as I said it would be. It's just something to make your gear worse until you can go
1: back to town and get your materia. Kind of, yeah. Juxta called it. And and it's in pre, its predisposition like what you want to put on it because it's I mean There's not really any choice. There's three stats. Yeah. There's three stats that are relevant to you at all, and maybe a fourth one that might be halfway relevant if you're, I don't know. And let's be honest. You just want crit. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Called it. All, on. Uh, all right, guys, that's going to do it here for Limit Break Radio for this week. I want to thank you for all of your calls and all of your emails. God, we've got still so many emails in here and some really long ones, too. We're going to try to make time to get to those on uh, future shows. But, uh, yeah, I want to thank you for sending those hosts at LimitBreakRadio.com is where uh, you can uh, send all of those emails. LimitBreakRadio.com is where you can subscribe to the podcast. Please uh, head on over there. Use whatever uh, podcast program that you use for everything else, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, You can head on over to LimitBreakRadio.com and uh, subscribe to the feed. Leave us a little bit of iTunes love. Uh, It helps other people find the show. We want other people to find the show. So uh, leave us a a review. Whether you like the show or not, that's kind of immaterial. Uh, Just go and uh, toss us a little bit of a review. Uh, We really need it because we're a failing podcast. That's right. (laughs) Uh, You can do that on the LBR podcast feed, which includes our other show, Final Encountercast, which we're getting ready for. That's live over at twitch.tv slash Final Encountercast at 5. Join us for that. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of really interesting stuff, including whether or not consoles are even still relevant. Sony uh, announcing the... uh, the new skinnier version of the PlayStation 4. And uh, it makes you kind of wonder... Like How much longer can we be doing this, and why am I just not playing on my my PC right now? So, we're going to talk about that. We hope that you join us. Uh, You can call the show live. That's Again, that happens over at twitch.tv slash Final Encountercast, but you can also leave a little bit of iTunes love for Limit Break Radio as well. You can find our our full feed as well as our FF14 specific feed. Just search Limit Break Radio. Uh, Find us on Twitter. That's at Limit Break Radio, and of course, we've got the awesome subreddit that's being run by our fans that's at uh, our limit break radio subscribe to that because it's super awesome we want to thank our fans for running that for us Uh, just one one less thing that we have to worry about it's nice Yeah. yeah I like it So that's going to do it. I want to thank my crew. We've got Kooky Persona, who's been hanging out answering your calls, as well as uh, Papa Woody hanging out in the background filling in for Kahlo. And I want to thank, of course, my co hosts, Juxtaposition, Scalia Rayumasa, and Nika Kayanian. I'm Nero. Keep listening. Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Inero Gregori, Kalo Landis, Juxtaposition, Ascalia Rayumasa, and Kuki Persona. Final Fantasy XIV and orzi are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zurian Eurexin, Azura Giaccio, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber. Thor Carson, my waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura Chan, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit Patreon.com/slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at Facebook.com/slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com/slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.